A lot of people think you're as dangerous as the Joker. <laughs> He's psychotic. Some people say the same thing about you. What people? Well, I mean, let's face it. You're not exactly normal, are you? No one only $1.99 buys you at Ponderosa right now. Only at Radio Shack. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s. Woo! Yeah! All right! Ow! So I have I've got Snowball Mike Moore with me, thanks, and uh, Donkey Weight Matt Moore. That's me. That's what they call me. So that's you. So you wonder why I call him Donkey Weight. So we had this thing going on. He, he was he was he was not what you think. He was, <laughs> Matt had to go on vacation and he had to. Um, he had to lose some weight. Matt, won't you just tell well, the story? Let's, I mean, let's just put it out there. Um, the folks in Arizona at the Grand Canyon uh, are they're prejudiced or against people of weight is what they are. They're, it's a weight weight issue. Weightism. Weightism. It's weightism. Weightism is what it is. If you want to ride a donkey at the Grand Canyon, you cannot weigh more than 225 pounds, point zero. Clothed. Clothed. Now that's and you may think that's not that's a big a deal. Oh, that's a big deal. So when we reserved this uh, little excursion, uh, I was sitting about thirty uh, two thirty eight uh, buck naked. So you, mm. you put I'm over two forty with yeah, clothes baby. on. Yeah, I'm sitting. I'm Loving sitting two forty two, two forty three. So uh, how we, many pastries a day does it take to get there? Um, I'm on the average five to six pastries a day that's between good. breaks and you know cookies and honey buns. You keep your energy veggies. up. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's it balances out your diabetes. If you crash, <laughs> pastry, even gel. It's, I can oh, see that it works. I can see it. Uh, so so I, I needed to lose uh, at least twenty pounds to, to get in the, in the range, and uh, it was it was stressful to, to maintain donkey weight. You know, right. and, and I only had like a month and a half to do it. So it was. Uh, Did you have a month and a half? Because didn't you well, really okay, plan this okay, trip okay, further okay. back? Trip may have been planned, but I started taking it serious uh, about okay. a month and a half gotcha. before weigh in. And um, she says they're legit. I mean, like if you're if you're two twenty six, they won't let you ride the donkey. So um, I, I was I was I was stressing it because the daughter wouldn't go if I didn't go. Now now it's a thing. So um, uh, when I left when we left with uh, and I have my outfit on my thinnest pair of pants, my thinnest shirt, my lightest shoes. I had to wear a hat. I had all my gear on, and I would get on the scale. And right before we left, I, my last weigh in, I was two twenty four. So I'm thinking I'm good, but the ride wasn't till like three or four days into the trip. So I'm like, crap! I'm on vacation. I can't eat. So I really um, put the brakes on, and uh, didn't Star. eat. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like one meal a day, and not much. And I and I, I wasn't very happy to be honest with you. But but I get on the scale that morning. We get there early, and I'm like four hours early. And she lets me get on the scale. I get on that puppy, and she says, "You may wait." And I'm like. That's great, but I want to know what I weigh. Do you picture a Vision Quest moment? 
I do. Absolutely. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Modine standing there. Coming out of the Down his underwear. Uh, and, and it's it that's it was very Matthew Modine-ish, actually at, at the moment. So she she went to tell me my weight and she was gonna whisper it like like she was embarrassed. And she said, Two seventeen. I said, say it louder. I said, Shop that baby. So I mean, <laughs> two, and then, that's close. So you dropped down four pounds, I'm two thirteen. I lost twenty five pounds to ride that daggone donkey. Well good for <clears> you. And <throat> how was it? It was awesome. They gave me they gave me Lucy. She was the largest mule in the in the corral. Very big I st- girl. I still think they're kind of weightists. Yeah, they are very. Oh, let's give weightist. him the biggest. Yeah, let's give him the back. Yeah. And, and get this. So we're on, okay. Maybe I. I don't. I, I'm on the donkey ride halfway through, and the the, the rim donkeys right here. The rim donkeys are the retired donkeys that used to go down into the canyon for the overnight ranch. But there's a lot of up and down and shoulder work. And after a few years of that, they bring them up for the rim to kind of. You know, retire Nice, easy little ride. Yeah. I'm halfway they on my ride. It. They They did. They did. Yeah. And I'm halfway through my ride, and poor Lucy, just going, she trips. Oh. Yeah. And she knuckles down. She's down to her elbows. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, we're going down. I thought she was going to roll over on my legs, but I was telling Mike, I've seen Urban Cowboys so many times. So I, I did my thing. Like, I was on the Shifting horse. Shifting your weight. Shifting my weight, and I was doing I was riding it. You have a rope? I, I wish I did. But I had a little... But you know, so I, I I ride it and, and then she just in stride, boom, just back up and keeps on going. Grace, my daughter, freaks out in the back. Oh, daddy, okay. And and I said, like, I'm worried about Lucy, but Lucy was fine. So Go Lucy, ahead. Lucy's good. Continued on, but then I was thinking, so if Lucy could fall here in a flat area, what about when she's three feet from the canyon's edge <laughs> with no guardrail? That would be cause for concern. That was concern, and then. They, they, you, you stop five times and you just, you pull up and you go side by side. You got 10 mules side by side and you park and you're looking into the canyon and you're literally two or three feet from the edge of the canyon and they put them in park. That's what they call it. Put it in a park. And you put your little reins over the thing and it stops and the guy talks to you. And I'm thinking there, you know, people have mental issues, right? We have people commit suicide. It happens. What if animal? What if in the animal world? What if? What if Lucy was suicidal? What That's if where your mind's going. Yeah, I'm thinking. What if Lucy's thinking? Today's the day. Today, <laughs> you take me on a Phantom Ranch, huh? Put me on a stinking rim ride. Give I'm me two seventeen. Well, there's two hundred and seventeen, and she's air quoting two hundred and seventeen <laughs> pound guy. And what she takes three steps and it's over, right? So I mean, so the whole time I'm thinking. You know, be good, baby girl. So, but yeah, it was a great ride. Highly good. recommend it. If you haven't done it, do it. So good, good. so good. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Lot oh, of fun. good. So, thanks for sharing, buddy. That's uh, it's good yeah. to have you back. Catching it's it's been a Catching while. It's been yeah. a few weeks. It has been so, a few weeks. Getting back in the saddle, so to speak. There it is. See what I did there? I saw what you did there. That's how I did it. <laughs> So this week, we're going to be talking all about 1989. We are concluding the 80s this week. With yes. 1989. Wrap it up. So, first of all, we're going to start off with you, Snowball. All right. Uh, talk about what you were doing in 1989. Isn't my new name the Ratings Booster? Is this Sweet I, Week? Is that I why I'm on I, here? I, I, okay. Why is he? Uh, I, I don't know. Fan mail? I don't. Fan Postcards? Mail? I don't. You send fan mail. Yeah. What Misty does. We're, the is ratings not, are higher because you listen, so we do appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> What were you doing in 1989? Mike Moore, 1989. 
One word. Hot. What? Hot. Hot. Well, no, like two words. Smoking hot. You were that, smoking Mike hot. Mike Moore, 1989. Hold on now. Smoking hot. Smoking hot. <laughs> Hold on, wait. What, what were wait. you smoking? So I want to know. No, wait a minute. I, I ain't gonna lie. I seen a picture of you in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now this that was college. Actually, is that college? I yeah. saw that. Kind of like Zach Morris, didn't he? he? I'm not playing. You look at this guy. You think what you want. We all do. Okay, we, do. we, we have. A, we all we have an it. opinion. But I saw this picture of him in high school, and I and I'm telling you, I didn't think it was him. I mean, the, the hair, it very Zach Morris. He had it. He had mm-hmm. it. He had hair, but the way it was blonde, the, blonde and yeah. a little flip. Did you, did you get your tips done and all that? Yes. I, I did that once, but it was pretty much summer blonde. Yeah. All okay. year round. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Peroxide-ish. We have yeah. not talked about hair products of the 80s, have we? We haven't. Summer been. blonde, sun in. So you sun in it? You in the winter, it? I would. In the summer, it would go blonde by itself. But I had to maintain the look year-round. But you did sun in your psh, hair. Psh, little hair dryer, little psh, there. See, the picture I saw, that guy, I could tell he sunned in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he looked, I, I'm, I ain't kidding you. I, I will give him props. That's, you know, he, he had that look exact look. Yeah. So, 89, I was in college. That was my um, sophomore and junior year. I uh, went to the University of Finley in Northwest Ohio. Most of the time was spent. I ran track, ran cross country, played a lot of ping pong, shot a lot of pool, did a little bit of clubbing. There it is. He said said clubbing. He said clubbing. That was pretty much my life in 1989. Let's let's talk about clubbing just for a minute. Okay. Okay, This is college bars and whatnot. Yeah, local college bars, yeah. Every Wednesday night. Going in there, every color popped up, maybe a little Milli Vanilli playing in the background. What'd you wear? College. I think I was probably done tight rolling at that point. I think we would be past that point. Yeah. Uh, pretty much at that point, looking, you know, some kind of baggy sweaters. Okay. You know. A Cosby sweater. Come yes. on, man. I like it. Yeah. Smoking hot. Smoking hot. Smoking hot snowball. <laughs> I like that. It's, good. it's yeah. funny that the, the smoking hot guy becomes snowball. Yeah. yeah. What's the irony there? <laughs> now I'm not. <laughs> uh, uh, big thing that year, uh, turned 21. We were the first group that was not legal to drink at the age of 18. That was literally months away. So we were the first class to go into college. I know the Bible college probably wasn't that big a deal. Not that big of a deal. But you go in the University of Finley and every Wednesday night everybody goes out to the bars. You're a freshman. So the 18-year-olds are drinking? Before us, yes. They were allowed to drink. So so basically the 19-year-olds could drink. The 19-year-olds become 20. The 19-year-olds of the time still couldn't drink. Yep. We still couldn't drink. Couldn't go out. They wouldn't let us in the clubs back then. They hadn't figured out they were losing money because we couldn't come. So every Wednesday, every Saturday, we're playing pickup basketball in the gym or video games, ping pong, whatever. That's what we're hmm. doing. Got it. Yeah, nice. it's a big year when you turn 21 for us. So, yeah. Yeah, we were the first group where 21 meant something. So Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Matt, what were you up to? We, uh, snowball and I are the same age, so I was... Um... Uh, finishing up sophomore year of college, junior, junior. I was uh, starting the junior. I was ending, I think that's the summer that uh, I had a little two-year relationship with a uh, lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, first two years of college, that ended. Uh, so began a little, little dating time my junior year of high school, of college, which was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Uh, Circleville Bible College, I've told it said before, if I want to sound cool, I'll say Ohio Christian University, but... 
I think Circleville Bible College sounds a little cooler. It depends. Then on again, I, I like I like kind of retro things anyway. Yeah, so. I, I like to say I went to college. It wasn't. It was not a university at all. It was. <laughs> it was a couple barely buildings, a college. Yeah. Sort of small. Went to a glamorous high school. Was what I went to. But, <laughs> but it was cool. But you know, um, so so do, doing that. Uh, I one thing I remember nineteen eighty nine. I remember sophomore year is I got my first charge card. First, first uh, little visa nice. student thing, mm-hmm. and and foreign to all this. Don't know anything about it, but I, I remember uh, we played basketball. Small college. When you're a small college, you can play varsity sports. So basketball, captain basketball team. Life's going great. We're doing a Florida trip, going to Florida. So my buddy Keith Madden and I thought, <laughs> let's go get an outfit. And I and I, yeah, yes. I got this credit card. Yeah. I said I've got free money. And we walked into Chess King. Close for everybody. Close for everybody. Uh-huh. I bought I bought him an outfit. Him and I walked in <laughs> with my credit card. Bam! And we bought a pair of guess bib overhaul jeans. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess remember that look. They Did were one side undone. One side undone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go that ice, over. work it out. And uh, and it was like a real light uh color, like a little light blue. They were guess overhauls. Sweet. We call them overalls. Overalls, overhauls. Yeah, overhaul over, would over, be something you do like to, to a car. To a car, yeah. yeah but hey, you can call them what you want. Yeah. So it, it was, was it was the eighties. Yeah. And so we we uh, we did that and uh, had white leather shoes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I bought us a shirt. I mean, I, I, I dropped. I, and I think at the time, I think that uh, I think it was like maybe like two hundred fifty bucks. I dropped. And I think I had like a three hundred dollar limit, <laughs> so uh, that was pretty much the extent of of that card. But yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of nice. Fun. What kind of work did you do in the summer back then? Ah, <sighs> summers back then. Well, it, it, the jobs we had in college were like uh, Domino's. We all, all all the guys would work at the pizza places. That's right. I remember you guys working yeah, at Domino's. All Domino's. That was a good deal, man. That was you get you get your check, you get your tips, you get your gas money. We're living good, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked at Subway because uh, Keith's brother owned the Subway yeah, down yeah. there. So we, uh, he asked us to not work anymore there because uh, we would <laughs> eat, more, eat more than we sold. Um, yeah, so just the local restaurants. Summertime, we did a lot of uh, like church camps. One time, we, I traveled with uh, the school, actually, and we went to like... 13 different states in the summer and did, you know, did uh, camps as counseling or whatever. So that was crazy fun, actually, uh, surprisingly. Surprisingly? Uh, surprisingly. Yeah, but good stuff. Good stuff. Nice. Love me some 89. College. Good guest jeans. Guest jeans. I never, I never I never, owned a pair of guest jeans. Or I never ones. did either, but the overalls I did. Yeah, nice. I was... Um, my daughter was born. You were in, like thirty-seven, right? I was, I was 37. <laughs> See, in in nineteen eighty-nine, that would have made me twenty-three. I turned twenty-three in eighty-nine. Okay. So, my daughter was born at the very end in November of eighty-eight. So she was she was still new. So I'm toting around the the baby. The one year. The one. Yeah. Well, yeah. she didn't turn one to the end of the year. Right. So right. she was zero most of the year. Oh, yeah. that was a great year. Uh, let's see. I worked at a place called uh, Tombs Truck and Equipment. I got to ask a parenting question. So yes. Did you uh, go right out and get you a Dodge Caravan? I did not. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> we, we, we stuck with the Hyundai Excel. Okay. There it is. Yes. There it is. Um, so, yeah, I worked at Tombs Truck. Funny, funny job. 
Um, I I went there because I had a friend that worked there, and they were hiring, and I was making like I'd be making like two dollars more an hour than I was at my old job. Sure, I'm like, well, sure. I'm raising a and kid. Yeah, th- this company, like, they would get a bare chassis and they would build utility trucks, like these bucket trucks, like the cable companies, electric companies mm-hmm. would use. And uh, I worked in the parts department. Initially, I was uh, the uh, I would uh, do delivery drivers. I would package things to ship out because not only did we, you know, supply stuff and order things for the uh, for the shop I worked at, but we also, because we were an authorized dealer, could ship things around the country. So, did that a lot, and I worked there like three years. So, like ninety two is when I stopped working there because they asked me to stop. Working there. <laughs> um, we got that coming. We get yeah. That. So, so one guy had had had. Got mad and quit because it had new ownership. The other guy that, that kind of my friend, he, he took a job elsewhere. And this is after I was there for like a year and a half. This is like halfway through my my time working there. And so then I'm promoted to parts manager. And I had no idea what I was doing. Awesome. Because I'm just a guy that ships stuff. Right. So I would get these guys wanting stuff I'm like do you guys know where it's at on the shelf because I have no idea and sometimes they would come back and show me oh, it was wow. it was terrible and I never did catch on to that job but I did it adequately enough and I you know I with my 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 sweet demeanor I kept my job probably a year longer than I should have there it is yeah. but uh, you know hey Rob lesson you, uh, learned can you not come in today at work yes, Monday it's kind of how, how let's it make this your last day yeah that, that's pretty much how it worked like you know, we're, we're, we're consolidating the departments, what he told me. Wow. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so I'm not needed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, okay. There it is. So I had another job by the end of the weekend. There you go. Actually, no I had deal. a pretty cool summer job that year. I was your 411 operator. Shut Get up. out of here. Now, yeah. see, that's kind of interesting. Kids, a 411 <laughs> operator, before the days when you would Google people and things like that, you would pick up a telephone, not a cell phone, but the old kind that would hang on a wall or sit on a desk, mm-hmm. and you would pick it up and you would dial four one one to get to get somebody's phone number. Well, there's a good chance answer. Snowball would have answered. I would have answered. So how, what, tell what, me directory assistance. You know that, that was me. Directory assistance yes. is that that's your that's your pickup answer there. Yeah. Directory assistance. Yeah. Did you for Northwest like, Ohio? Yeah. How can I help you? Or yeah. So if you're like in that. Toledo or Lima or someplace, you may have yeah. talked to Snowball. Yeah. Right? Warren Mansfield. No way. She yeah. was. So you could give those callers the number. I gave them the phone number. Anyone that they're looking yes, for. Yes. I had a CRT monitor, and I had like three choices of like business, personal, and government. Shut up. Yeah, and then I would drill down from there. It was just kind of like a drilling down process. So, wow. so would you just like type in the name and then and they would first pop you up? would start with what city you put in the city, then you find out is it a personal, you know, is it a person, is it a business? You select yeah. that, and then you would just simply type in like a last name, first name, you know, and then get it narrowed down. Say, I have this number on the street. Tell, tell me that how fulfilling was it. To work at a shift, knowing that you just gave people what they needed. Mm, wow. There, during the day in the mornings, it was pretty boring. But you give me a Saturday night oh, when people been drinking. Yeah. It was a good time. I bet it was. <laughs> See, you know, you may have been responsible, because I want to paint a picture for you here. So say say that the, this this guy and this girl, they're dating in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he 
decides, you know, he's going to leave her for greener pastures. Breaks her heart. Mm-hmm. And so all these years later, he's like, you know what? I need to find Susie. We need to make up. Yeah. But I don't know where to go. Like, I don't have a phone book. Right. I'm going to call 411 and see if she still lives in, yes. you know, in, in Lima or where. Right. Yes. Right. And so she calls. That's where all the hotties are. Talks, Lima. talks Lima. to Snowball. Snowball says, here's the number. Here's Gets the, the number. number. He calls her. And she's she's happy to hear from him. A little reluctant to, to get back in the relationship. But she agrees to. They end up getting married, having kids. Now they're probably having grandkids. Probably, yeah. Their entire relationship is because... Right there. Mike Moore. Pretty much the love connector. Yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. It it makes you feel good inside, doesn't it? It did make me feel good inside. The only job... But you also maybe have been responsible for maybe some murders... Could have because you can. You never Because you give out addresses Absolutely. too. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Tell me this: What was the best prank call? Because I know four one one was a good number to do your best prank calls on. Did you receive any? No. Interesting. Um, the most interesting calls, I guess, were when uh, girls or women would hit on me. Huh. Really? They, like, they, 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 they can tell about your hotness. They knew it. I was smoking hot. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but yeah, that was, I would be like, why in the world would somebody hit on yeah, somebody they've you, never Which you know they're dialing 411 until they get a guy. Like, it's yeah. a girl hangout, girl hammer. <laughs> Ooh, he sounds awesome. Speaking of numbers, how about yours? Exactly, Is that yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I can't give that out. Oh, as far great. as you know, it's just 411, baby. Uh, <laughs> you dial 411 if you need me, baby. <laughs> That's I'm here for great. you 24-7. The only job I think that would be better than that, because that's a great job. That's that's a great job. It is a great uh, job. But would be, and, and it's, it's, it was more machine, but the time and temperature. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because, I mean, back in the 80s, if you want to know what time it was. 281-8211 here in Columbus. That was the number. And if you want to know what time it was, if you want to know if it's going to rain today, 281 Ohio Bill has speakers for your club Have meetings you or programming. <laughs> Boom. Boom! There it is. When's the last time you tried the number? Does it work? It does still Of course work. it does. Does it really? Yes. It sure does. Oh. So if you dial 614-281-8211, you will get uh, the time and temperature for Columbus, Ohio. That's awesome. And see, right now you do it as like a nostalgic joke. Back then, it's you like, really needed to know. Seriously, guys, what time is it? Hold on, hold on. Let's pull over and get a quarter. I'll call somebody and find out. <laughs> uh, my watch stopped running. Yeah. I have to find out. I need to know gotta... what time it is right now. Somebody put your speaker on. See if we can. Uh... We'll call it a time. Thank you for calling freeweathercall.com. Your forecast and special features are coming right up after a word from our sponsors, special offers, and any system updates. Oh. They've got commercial. Yeah, no, but there's a... Out of sight doesn't always It's somebody's job to do that. Household pests like ants, cockroaches, and rodents can be much more than a nuisance. Good, They can become a threat to your property and potentially your health. Mm. Don't let pests take over your home. Don't. A pest specialist will know the classification and behavior of all home pests to target their solution against common pests like termites, bed bugs, This is a great commercial. And they've become our new sponsor. Yeah. Request a quote. Press one now. Yeah. Don't don't press one. Yeah. I'm not pressing one. Okay. Let's get to the time. The time. current time is 6.27 yes. p.m. My watch is right. Where the current temperature is 65 yes. degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's comfortable. That? Wind is west at 9 yeah. miles per hour. The wind. Humidity. Oh, 30 <gasps> <Humidity>. 
Here's I that. didn't know this in Here's the latest weather forecast for Columbus. Oh, come tonight, forecast, cloudy. Lows in the mid-40s. Winds west 5 to 10 miles an hour, becoming northwest. Wednesday, mostly cloudy in the morning, then partly sunny in the afternoon. Highs in the low 60s. Shut Wednesday up. night, partly cloudy and colder. Lows in the upper 30s. Thursday, partly sunny, high Dad, Thursday, cool. too? If we can just Friday, get to Saturday when the podcast Thank you for calling the Columbus Time and Weatherline. There it is. Wow. Yes. That was, that was awesome. You guys, you I will guarantee I will guarantee you that no other podcast in the no. world <laughs> is that. playing the Columbus Forecast. Oh, no. that, we, that's our dedication and devotion to you, our loyal listeners. That's, auth- that's being authentic. And that's being, being real. very authentic. I can't believe it still exists. That's it, unbelievable. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, no, keeping it real, it wasn't as cool as that back in the day. It was, it was cooler. Like, it was it, a necessity. Because you had that same guy with a great radio voice. Yeah, he the did that. The time is 7.13 p.m. It's, like, that was it, was, it was better. Then he would say, it's raining. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> but now we get the, the temperature. Temperature, yeah. But how, how cool is that? That yeah, was that's that was, pretty awesome. Man. That, was, that was a nice little moment right there. Well, we're going to take some time here just to collect ourselves. Savor that. So we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about what the rest of the world was doing in 1989. And uh, first of all, let's take care of our sponsors. And now a word from our sponsors. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back. So we are getting ready to tackle 1989. As you've heard all the uh, commercials and so forth, we just need to put a plug in for our Facebook page, which now has... Uh, let's see here. I checked earlier today, but uh, we have 1,949 members. Ooh, so, we had uh, 32 we had added this week. Wow. Isn't that? That's, that's some that's, wacky stuff. That's wacky. Yeah, wow. So stuff. invite all your friends, all you 80s aficionados and, sure. and fans and people that are just trying to remember what it was like back then. Uh, the page feels like you were dropped in the middle of the 1980s. There it is. There it is. So. Uh, before we, um, well, before, we're going to get right into 1989 now, but we're going to start off with, you know, the, like we do every week, the price of things back then. So, uh, either one of you, what was the average cost of a new house in 1989? Okay, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to look at the list. No, I'm not looking either. I'm going to go like 140, 140? 125, okay. 140 range. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, 120, 130. Uh, 120. 120. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I lived in Mansfield, so the average price was 85, probably. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little different there. The uh, okay, if you wanted to rent an apartment back in the 80s, what do you what do you think you probably paid? Mm. Five five fifty. 
Uh, I'd say four. Three, four. three or four. Matt, you are on a roll. What $420. Is, oh, I was going to say lower, Gee like three. Whiz. Four what? $420 Four twenty was yes. average. Yeah. yeah, it was in a hilltop. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't say where it was at, but... Uh, let's see. You know, actually, I lived in the hilltop back then. I think it was 89, actually, when we we rented a, uh, like a, a, you know, these doubles houses, like two and one. Oh, wow. And it was, I, I remember it was 385. So that's very, very close to the 420. Oh, boy. Look at that. Nuts. That's nuts. Okay. Uh, let's see. Average income per year. Just family, individual. It just says average income. I would it, it this would be an individual. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty two thousand. Okay. I'm gonna say thirty. You know, you know what? I'm sorry. This is the median household income. So this would be the whole household. Whole house. Okay. Yeah. So currently today it's about fifty. So I'm gonna go twenty five. Hmm. Well, so I'll stick with thirty. Okay. Matt, you win again. Oh, 28 yes. nine. Yeah. Oh, we went over. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> you overbid. One dollar. <laughs> One dollar. That's funny. Uh, let's see here. How much was a one-item pizza? It doesn't say what size. Mm. Well, I was in college, and you could get from Marco's for $2.50 every no Thursday. Way. Yes, they brought a whole carload of pizza, and you went down there with your $2.50, you got yourself a nice medium oh, pizza. Wow. Pepperoni wow. pizza. And then Domino's had the daily special at four ninety nine. <laughs> so I'm going $5. <laughs> So we're talking uh, the college dude knowing his pizza prices. Uh, that, that is funny. He went from from his hotness to his snowballness. <laughs> yeah, largely because of his love for pizza. Pretty much, we're seeing the turn at 1989. Hey, I, had, I was a college kid. I had no money. If you guys kind of getting off the 80s subject, you ever watch the TV show The League? No. The League. No. So hilarious show, little off collared, about a group of of friends that have this fantasy football league. And the show has very little to do with, with fantasy football. It's these guys ripping on each other. And there's one character whose name is Taco, who is always high. And back, they show like flashbacks back to when they were kids. And um, Taco was very smart. And he, Taco wasn't his real name. It was like George or something. And, um, and they had forced him to smoke a joint. And then from that point, his life changed. That snowball on the pizza. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Just, it just takes one. <laughs> That's a rabbit trail. I just took us down. A little bit. A little All taco right. trail. So back back to back to the price of, of a uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say five ninety nine. Two dollars and fifty nine cents. Oh come on! <laughs> it was Marcos. Come on! Come on! That, that seems a little cheap to me because I used to go to Cardo's. Right. I, would, I would get a I would get a small pizza and it it was it was probably like. Four dollars, yeah. four twenty-five, yeah. maybe. Four twenty-five sounds good. Yeah. So, but that's that's pretty dead on. Wow. Pretty dead on. Okay. What about a what about a box of Ritz crackers? What was a mm. box of Ritz crackers I, back I just in don't know how many Ritz crackers I bought? Yeah, there weren't a lot of Ritz crackers. But crunch them up, put them in a beer. I don't there know. What, what do you do with a Ritz cracker in <laughs> your college? In college, I'm still gonna say a dollar. A dollar. Okay. What do you what do you think? Mm, Fifty cents. Okay. So that price is um, two. I'm sorry, one dollar and seventy nine cents. That's me. That's yeah. me. So in contrast, Ritz crackers in 2021 are uh, let's see, uh, 
Well, on, on Amazon, they are $8.82 for a three-pack. So <laughs> just, just, just under three bucks. With next day delivery. Yeah. <laughs> that actually isn't too bad. Just under three bucks. Okay. okay. So, so, yeah, they've doubled in, in This in pandemic time. has really got to you, buddy. You're buying your Ritz crackers. Yeah, on, on Amazon. Amazon like, you'll Prime. really literally buy anything on there, yeah. won't you? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, what about a gallon of gas? Dollar uh, fifty-seven. Nope, dollar or under. I don't think whatever. I'll say dollar. It's a dollar. You're kicking this butt. It's ninety-seven cents. Yes, yes. Wow. Oh, I own. I didn't buy anything back then. I'm <laughs> well, seeing. I'm seeing that. So, uh, got a couple more here. Uh, the cost of a new car. Mm-hmm. No, that's something a college student knows nothing about. Yeah, yeah. my car is like five hundred dollars. I don't think it's uh, new. A an, an average new car price? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go nine thousand. Twelve. According to this, it seems a little high. Uh, Fifteen thousand. Three fifty. Still looks like I kicked your butt. Yeah. <laughs> but which is, if you, if you bought a BMW, it was twenty one thousand. Yeah, that seems a little high. I mean, I was and a driving Ford a, Probe is twelve thousand six ninety five. Yeah, hmm. I was driving a nineteen eighty Plymouth Horizon at that time, so oh I really wasn't anywhere near that. Oh so I was driving the aforementioned uh, Hyundai Excel, which is probably about six thousand dollars. I'm thinking there it that. is. There so. it is. Okay, and the last one because we I think every podcast during this whole eighties thing we have done postage stamps. So how much was a stamp mm. in nineteen eighty nine? Twenty five cents. Twenty nine. You got it, twenty five hey, cents. Hey, got something. Very strong, baby. Very All strong. right, so Okay, now we're going to talk about news. Well, I had the mail Misty letters back oh, then. I met her go. in 90, so I, was, I backed go. it up a penny. Dear, dear Misty, here we go. I'm so I'm giving you. up my evil, dumb ways because I found my true love. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, boy. Oh, love, boy. Love, Mike. Oh, boy. Okay, so Snowball, lead us off here. What happened in 1989? Well, you had the dynamic duo... George H.W. Bush and Dan Quayle. Danny Quayle. Sworn in in 89. Everybody loves Dan. What, loves did, what did they pick on him about most? Spelling, Spelling potato. Potato. He had an E on the end. Yeah, and he, then he had a Christmas card where it was something was misspelled, and he blamed his wife, who then blamed uh, somebody on the staff. And <laughs> but isn't it funny that he spells the word potato 20, 30 years ago? We remember it. Yeah. You know, I, mean, we, oh. I always felt pretty bad for the guy. He wasn't a bad vice Some president. Some people put an but... E on it. Some people put an E on the end. I don't know. <laughs> Some do. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, let's see. The Ayatollah Khomeini. Um, Is it, do you want to say Khomeini or Khomeini? I think I, it's... I'm going to call him Khomeini. I, it sounds funnier. Okay. So, he died. That's that's all that matters, yeah. Yeah, it's all that matters. He died. That was in uh, yeah, was in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, June 3rd. And I'm sorry. He, yeah. But earlier in the year, he issues a death sentence on British writer Solomon Rushdie for the Satanic Verses. Remember that? Oh, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Big deal. That was a big deal. Uh, let's see. Well, I got something for Joel. I'm not sure Joel was Go listening. right ahead. Joel, did you know that in 1989... The 486 series of Micropressor 
is released by Intel, opening away the way for the next generation of much more powerful PCs and Microsoft. Oh, and Microsoft releases its Office Suite, including Express Street. Very nice. Now, I, that meant nothing to me, but I bet Joel's going, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. So here's something interesting on the technology front. Uh, Nintendo began selling the Game Boy in 1989. Mm. Did you guys have a Game Boy? I did not. I did not. Yeah. I did not. I didn't either. Uh, my my daughter got one a couple years later. Actually, I've purchased several. Yeah. Never for myself. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of on the technology front, the first of 24 GPSs, also known as a global satellite position, was launched into space. Shut yep. up. Life changer. I'm so yeah, grateful no for kidding. that. No kidding. I would be nowhere or nothing without the GPS. Oh, me system. neither. I'm, I'm the me worst. Me neither. I'm, I'm bad. So, uh, Yugo cars go bankrupt. Yes. So, Yugo is quite possibly the cheapest car ever. Right. Uh, I remember locally here there was a Ford dealership that if you bought a, a Ford, a car, they would give you a free Yugo. Wow. Um, they were really gearing this towards, you know, parents of high school and college age kids. Like, hey, you don't have to buy your kid a car. You're, we're going to give you one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of, you see, it was not <coughs> uncommon to see high school and college mm-hmm. age kids with the Yugo. And you, you, it, the, the joke was, you go screw yourself because you just bought a Yugo and you'll be pushing it wherever you're going. Well, I always heard if you if you drive a buddy in a Yugo, you change your name to Wego. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Very good. Very boom, good. boom, ho. I'm here awake. Uh, Hurricane Hugo strikes Puerto Rico, St. Croix, Guadalupe, mm-hmm. Montserrat, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Yep. The hurricane claimed over 80 lives, and in 1989 was the costliest hurricane in financial terms that up to that date. Is amazing. They, they still talk about that. They do. They still they do. talk. I heard them talk about that in Carolinas uh, last year. Wow. Ted Bundy was executed in January. Confessed to up to 30 murders, possibly more. I believe he was executed in Florida, actually. He's a bad dude. He was a bad guy. He was a bad guy. Uh, Japanese Emperor Hirohito died at the age of 87. Mm. He had an eight, a 63-year reign. Wow. Yeah. His son, uh, Akito, um, succeeded him as the emperor. So, the more you know. The more you know. The uh, I can't find it, but the, the story about the... Um, it, it seems like a lot of countries were ending communism in 89. It seems um, many countries were... Going through a lot of um, riots and protests, and the, the most one of the most famous ones is that how you say it, right, Tiananmen Square, or am I saying that? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that right. Probably. Tiananmen. But the dude stood in front of the, the tank, right there, and I mean that was just like the you know the photograph that was like a part of Time magazine, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Do you, you don't remember that? I do. Okay. Yeah, that that was like just the you know the turning That's a big point. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Eighty nine. So uh, there was all, one other major event that happened in 89. You want to take it away there, Snowball? Uh, New Year's Eve, 1989. Probably the greatest song ever. Ever? Ever. Huh. The coolest guy ever. Uh-oh. If I ever wanted to be somebody in the 80s, yeah. David Hasselhoff. Talk to me. That's my guy. I've been looking for...
yes, that was actually David Hasselhoff. You know Knight Rider, Baywatch, that guy? Yeah. Oh, I know. Like I said, if you've got to pick somebody from the 80s, he's the guy. Drives the coolest car. Uh, To me, it's toss-up, David Hasselhoff or Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. I I mean, I I think they were up there, but I I see where you're going. Yeah. I see where you're going. Definitely. Baywatch. So, did you watch Baywatch? I, no, I did not watch Baywatch. Did not watch Baywatch. Premiered in 1989. Also, I'm sure we'll get to it when we talk about the top I'm TV sure, shows. Sure. We'll save it. We'll so, save it. why in the world is December 31st, 1989 such a moment in history? Like, why do we remember that's when David Hasselhoff... What does that have to do with anything? Well, that's when they tore down the Berlin Wall. That's it. And that Big moment. that was one of the biggest moments in in world history, yeah. actually. And what had happened was there was a a wall that divided uh, East Germany and West Germany, and uh, that wall being torn down signified the end of the communist reign in Germany. And uh, David Hasselhoff was there at the wall, yes. performing live, yes, singing his song. In his light-up jacket. In his light-up jacket. If you jacket. haven't seen it, go to YouTube and check him out. It's oh, there. You'll it's be hot. You'll be glad. And It's smoking hot. So It is smoking hot. Well, yeah. something I always wondered is because they talk about, like, David Hasselhoff was a major celebrity in Germany. So in America, like, he was a star. Like, he could mm-hmm. walk down the street and get autographs and whatever. In Germany, he was like yeah, Jerry Lewis was mm-hmm. in France. Right. Like, like, everybody loved the guy. And so I... I always kind of wondered what the fascination was with the Hoff. So today I went and looked up. Like I'm, I literally Googled, why was David Hasselhoff at the Berlin Wall? You can ask Google anything. And so what it, what, what it was, I, I looked through multiple sources, and there wasn't a lot there, but the couple I found kind of jived together pretty well. Um, they didn't really like plan on him being like this iconic part of what happened but that that song was a hit back when you know a few months prior yeah, i mean it was a song of inspiration for yeah, that so, country i mean yeah so they thought hey let's just come and have you know david hasshoff come and sing the song or whatever nobody including him planned on that being such an iconic moment and uh you know only in the 80s would that happen mm-hmm. only in the 80s in the 90s it stopped <laughs> Abruptly, <laughs> when the the Hoff ushered out the eighties, so there it was. There it is. Okay, yeah. So now we're gonna. We're, anything else on news before we bump into sports here? Uh the man of a thousand voices, Mel Blanc passed oh, away. Oh yeah. Day. yeah. So Bugs you, Bunny, Daffy yeah. Duck, Yosemite Sam, all those Warner Brothers characters. Those were all Mel Blanc. So if he's you, also Barney Rubble. Yeah, he was, he was Barney Rubble, wasn't he? Oh, Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Pepe Le Pew. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, kids. Back before the era of political correctness, there was this cartoon skunk that oh, they have boy. since decided yes. to retire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Mel started smoking at the age of nine. Just a little extra for you there. There it is. Yep. Pack that. a day from the age of nine. Wow. Created the voice. Of Yosemite Sam. Yes. There it is. <laughs> hey, I just, uh, this is kind of news. It just hit right here, right now. Uh, Art Hughes, a, um, you know, his podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw it. He just posted a picture an hour ago um, that is a pic from the 80s with Art, Rob, 
Kevin Ackley. Is that Matt Hayes? Or? No, it's David Yuska. Oh, David Yuska. He does have a Matt Hayes hair, though. I he can does, see where he, he could does. do that. And uh, I just, if you're if you're on this, it's on the Living in the 80s page. Um, if you could just go ahead, stop what you're doing, go to this pick, and then pinch and zoom in, and let's, let's have a discussion about Rob Shorts in the 80s. Uh, this is what he was rocking huh. right there. And I kind of want to even focus on... Are those socks or are those shoes? <laughs> those are high top Reeboks. white Reeboks. That's what I thought. That were they exactly were. the same color as the socks I was wearing. Yes. So you hadn't started growing hair on your leg yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I, I, I think I had some hairs. Folks, on my leg. Yeah, you want to more wanna than s- I have now. I think. You want to see that? You want to? You want to take a moment and and we can look at you know everybody else because we know, know them. That's the fun thing is like Kevin. we we. Art. Our friends, and I'm using David. air quotes there, find embarrassing pictures of us and put them on the internet. I look like I was sick. Yeah. Like I don't remember looking that sickly, but I look pretty yeah. sick. You look a I was little... very pale and pasty. Was, was that is that a straight? Uh, he's got the mullet. He's What's he got it? on the shirt there? Uh, that that's Barney Rubble. Is Speaking it? of which, no way. Fred and Barney are on there. It is. I think it I says, got that at Kings Island. It's okay. World that makes sense. Something. I don't know. What World Bedrock Tour or something. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But we can see the mullet in full go right there. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty yeah. good mullet. Yeah. So. It was an okay mullet. That was not bad. Yeah. I don't think you had the perm there yet. Uh, no. Good stuff. That was post-perm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's that 89. A, that's 89. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Now, that's that's probably... 85. 85. 80, yeah. It's prior to... Certainly prior to 89. Okay. Uh, okay. So, sports in the 80s. Any guesses who the Super Bowl champs were? Super Bowl 24, then? Uh, somebody else's favorite team, 49ers. Absolutely. Here we they, go. They, they put the beat down on the Denver Broncos, 55-10. to 10. Oh, that's a big beat down. Yeah. Joe Montana was the quarterback. I remember watching that game, just loving it, because John Elway, you know, he's the quarterback for the Broncos. Like, every... Every time anything happens, they're closing up on his his face, looking very distraught the entire game. It was a lot of fun for me. I like bet you every are. offensive player for the 49ers scored at least a touchdown. Oh, so out loud. John Taylor, Jerry Rice, Brent Jones, Roger Craig. Like one play, it, it seemed like it was like a video game. So that's not the heartbreak of the Bengals mode. where they lost twenty to sixteen. No, that wasn't it. That was not it. Hmm. There, there are different lists here that, that, that do the thing. This is probably from the 89 season. season okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, there was also that one. Mm-hmm. There, there's been five, so that's pretty good. Uh, Joe Montana was the MVP of the NFL that year. Of course. So who was the national champions for college football? Um, Notre Dame. No. Okay, so that was the 88 National Championship. That, that, you're right, that was 88. Uh, that would be the evil Miami Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boo. Outside of Miami, everybody hated them. Yeah. Uh, the Heisman Trophy went to... Hmm. You won't guess So, we're thinking... Is it from... Nah. Very short NFL career. Andre Ware from Houston. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think of the Falcons. They were doing the run and shoot or whatever. Oh. <laughs> it Offense. could have been the Falcons. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. The Rose Bowl. Who won the Rose Bowl that year? It's not Ohio State. 
Wisconsin. USC. USC defeating yeah. Michigan. <laughs> That's kind of nice. You know, they have a, a long history of heartbreak and stupidity there. And that, uh, they do. Sorry, our Michigan friends. We're, we're in Columbus, Ohio, and you get no respect on your football team. For None. Uh, okay, on to basketball. Who was the NBA champions that year? Bad boys. Yes. The Detroit, Detroit Pistons, 4-0 over the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, here's a little one. Who's the leading scorer of Detroit? Nobody will ever guess who the leading scorer is. Kelly Trapuca. Nope. Mm. Billy Beer. Beer. <laughs> Mark Aguirre. Oh, Everybody forgets about Mark Aguirre. You do. You always think about Lambeer and Rodman and Dumars and Thomas, but hmm. Mark Aguirre was actually the scorer. Nice. It was also the year of the shot of Jordan breaking Cleveland's hearts in the first round of the playoffs, shooting over Elo. Oh, uh, yeah. Painful. That's a painful you got memory. the drive, the fumble, the yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all <laughs> so bitter. That's very bitter. Painful. Uh, the NCAA national champions was Michigan, who we just made fun of. Uh, they were 30-7 and seven that year. They actually fired the head coach right before the tournament. He had accepted Bill Frieder. He had taken the job at Arizona or Arizona State. Uh-huh. Bo Schembechler was the AD, fired him, and so then the assistant coach, I believe, was Steve Fisher at the yes. time, then coached him throughout the tournament. So, so did was this the Fab Five year? Oh, no, that no, would I think be that was that. later. Yeah, because they never won a title with that team. That's yeah, when uh, time out. this is like Chris the timeout. This Chris is the Glenn Rice era. Okay. Yeah. Uh, baseball. Oh, oh, this is the big year for the World lot. Series. There's yeah, a lot of stuff that went on in baseball. Yeah. Uh, the World Series was the uh, Oakland A's um, yep. over the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. But it was interrupted by what? The earthquake. The earthquake. Mm-hmm. I was I was watching that game, and uh, I I very specifically remember this because. I'm a Joe Morgan fan when he played with the Reds. At this point, towards the end of his career, he's playing for the Giants. Mm-hmm. And they're showing him, you know, doing the national anthem. And, you know, they're just standing there very reverently. Standing very reverently for our national there anthem. There it is. There it is. And and they, they, you know, the camera pans over to Joe Morgan as it's happening. And he had this look of what in the heck's going on. So I, I it's kind of stayed with my mind ever since. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, the MVP that year? Hmm. Mm, Canseco, maybe? I'm going to go with an, an Oakland guy. I don't Well, no. Surprisingly, in the American League, it was Robin Yount. Okay. For the Brewers, who are now a National League team. And for the um, uh, the National League, it was... Hmm. Eric Davis. No, I love Eric Davis. So. <laughs> Kevin why. Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was awesome. He actually ended up playing for the Reds later on. So uh, that's for the not as interesting sports. The most interesting one we're going to talk about now is professional wrestling. There it is. Oh, wait, wait. 1989. Let's not. Let's what, you got something else? Yeah. What do you got? It's a sad day. Pete Rose was banned from baseball oh, by Bart oh, Giamatti. Man, that was Ooh. terrible. Now, I love his son, Paul. Great actor. I thought it was his nephew. It's his son. Is it his son? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he is a good actor. Yeah. yeah. I think he actually played Bart Giamatti in a movie or something at some point. Yeah. Point. So he ended up actually dying eight days after he banned Pete from baseball. Did he really? Yeah, it's like, I'll show you. Eight days later. Wow. I remember yeah. that. That's that's nuts. Do you think Pete would be in the hall now if he admitted to everything back then? Yes. 
Absolutely. I would hope. I mean, he still deserves to be in there. I do too. It, you it's you like, go in what you did on, on the field, you know. But yeah. Or or sometimes you go in as what you did as a manager. He should not go in as a manager. No. He did bad things as a player. Good he, guy. I mean, nobody played harder. Guaranteed. Charlie Hustle. That's right. Which became more of a more of a thing later. So let's go through, and we're gonna do a um, do a do. We'll ask you guys. We're, we're talking about Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the premier wrestling publication Love of it. the eighties. Uh, so, who was voted? These are by the fans. The fan vote here. Uh, who was voted Wrestler of the Year? The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. That's correct. Is it? Was he? Oh, he was, it was the Nature Boy. Uh, what about the Tag Team of the Year? Not who Ooh. I would have guessed. No, you would know them in a different way. Yeah. Who was it? The Brain Busters. Oh, totally really? Tony Blanchard, Arn Anderson. Really? We remember him with the Four Horsemen. Yeah. yeah. They had a brief run in the WWF. Oh, they won it there. Going. Did not know that. Um, the match of the year, which this was a great, great match. This is one of the best matches ever. What do you got? You don't got it? Yeah, I got no, it. No, no, I got, got it. I got uh, it. Flair Steamboat. Yes. Oh, that was that a was great. great. Those two kids. That was it was. It was like match. they were like perfect dance partners. Like, they, they could, like, I was watching a thing on uh, the WWE Network the other day. Uh, they were talking to Flair about his 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 favorite opponents. And um, he was talking about Piper and Sting and Dusty and all these people. He says, like, but the one that, that we got the best out of each other was, was with Steamboat. It's like, they didn't even have to talk during a match. They just knew what they to do. They just knew what to yeah. do. So the most popular wrestler. Hmm. Hulkamania, it's running wild. It, it was. That was the. That was probably the era where he That's just it. became a household name. Yes. Hulk Hogan, and the most hated wrestler. Hmm. Um, come on, I'm giving you my sign language. He's giving me some sign well, language. Over there. Snap into Slim Jim. Oh, right, Randy Macho Man Savage. Yes, he was that's hated? it. Oh, he yeah. was hated back then. Him oh. and him and Hogan were feuding. I'll be there. Snap into Slim Jim. But but they weren't the feud of the year. The much better feud was in the NWA between Ric Flair and Terry Funk. Ooh. That they had some awesome matches. Huh. I will I will never forget they had one. It was a, it was a tag team match. It was Flair and Sting against Terry Funk and the Great Muda. And they were wrestling all over like uh, all over the place like cuz like the match had had already been over like uh Sting and uh, Flair won, but they continued like at like they kept the feed going even though like the program was over. They were wrestling into the crowd. There was one shot of Ric Flair had one of those velvet ropes around Muda's neck, dragging him across across the floor. <laughs> yeah. And they're getting interviewed afterwards uh, for the show the next week. And Flair's there. He's got Muda's green mist on half his hair. The other half had the blood in it. Love and it. um. He's sitting there, and Terry Funk comes over and just takes a knee to Ric Flair's back. And then Sting comes over and clotheslines. Oh, it just went on and on. That was the best feud ever. So. That's the best feud. Yeah. Okay, most improved wrestler, 1989. Scott Steiner. Yes. Do you agree? I would yeah, agree. Absolutely. Yeah. He was, I mean, he was new to professional wrestling at that point. That's what the fans and, say, anyway. And he was a, I mean, he was a, he was a good collegiate wrestler. 
and he was really learning the craft of professional wrestling. And he was really good. That's before he was too tremendously roided up. Got he, it. He was probably just getting into the juice at that point. Just start taking. <laughs> but later on, man, he just looked like just huge boulders piled on top of each other. But uh, most inspirational wrestler of the year. Don't even really even know who he is. Eric Embry. I remember Eric Embry, and he wrestled in world class, but, like, I, in Texas, like, I don't remember, like, why he would be considered inspirational. No idea. I don't, I don't know. know. Mike well, Jackson is inspirational. He, he inspires me every day. <laughs> me too. Uh, let's see, the, the, the rookie of the year. The Destruction Crew, Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom. They were a good tag team. <laughs> they were they, they were in the NWA. Good, they came from the AWA, became the, uh, went over to the NWA. They were a good tag team for a while. So, I, I didn't know that tag teams would be Rookie of the Year, but apparently, no, guess they can. Yeah, uh, Lifetime Achievement Award. Love, love this one with all my heart, Gordon Soley. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, much love for Gordon Soley. And, uh, and then the Editor's Award, whatever, whatever that, that was, is. Yep. went to Bobby the Brain Heenan. Wow. So the interesting part here is the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So I used to subscribe to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Hmm. It would come to the mail every week, and it was like um, it was like eight pages, and they were stapled shut. So you know, like it wasn't even a magazine. But this, these were the... This is a publication. It's kind of like a spoiler thing. So you can find it like who's going to the NWA, who's going to the WWF, what's going on in these Japanese matches. Like for the for the fan that really kind of... It was the National Enquirer for Pro Wrestling. No, not really. It was not, not really because it was always right. <laughs> <laughs> always it was right. always right. Like, like I, knew, right. I knew Rick Steamboat was going to be in the NWA a month before he got so there. So you're saying the National Enquirer isn't always right? It's not. Easy, oh, spoiler easy. alert, it's not. Seriously. But they voted Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year. In fact, I probably did vote in this as well. <laughs> uh, he's also the most outstanding wrestler. Uh-huh. Uh, Flair, up Flair and Funk was the Feud of the Year. Tag Team of the Year, the Rockers. Would not Sean have given Michael, it to them. Yeah. I would have given it to maybe the Road Warriors or the Brain Busters. <laughs> because Marty Jannetty was kind of the weak link there. As good as Shawn Michaels was... Um, I think Marty Jannetty was holding back, so he deserved a super kick that he got. Uh, m- most improved, Lex Luger. Mm-hmm. Right, how many people have we lost now? Oh, oh there they go again on wrestling. There they go. There they go. And the last one here, best on interviews. I love that that's a category. Yes. Yeah, that is, should be a category. Well, it should be because part, like, you can't get over as a wrestler if you're not right. good on the mic. It's very, very difficult. Now, some can pull it off, but Terry Funk was amazing. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to get on like the WWE Network and look at WCW Saturday Night, there was a segment on there called Funk's Grill where Terry Funk basically would just be Terry Funk. So it's good stuff. Funkadelic. Like yes. It. Yeah, and yes, you're right. We probably have lost everybody. Get a reel us back in here. <laughs> Let's okay. reel them back in. And so, so now we're going to talk about um, our favorite TV shows of, um, of 1989. So... Let's go with, uh, well, we'll start at number one, work our way down a little bit here. Um, Dr. Feelgood, Heathcliff Huxtable. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. As, like, wow. as, as we like to call him around here, Pudding Pop. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Cosby Show, number yeah. one. Yeah. Great for its time. It just didn't translate into when it went into syndication. Yeah. Well, I think it did for a while. 
But when the 80s or the 90s became the 2000s, it seemed very dated. Mm-hmm. And then, when, and then yeah. when Bill Cosby decided to, you know, drug women and have sex with them, that, people that, really started turning that the syndication became a, became off became as well. Issue. Yeah. Yeah, that became an issue. Yeah. Um, number two. Oh, uh, what is that? Roseanne. Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. Yeah, I never watched Roseanne. Did you guys? I did. I, the Connors and yeah. what were they in Langford or Lanford, Illinois? Yeah, I, they were good. I, I always like John Goodman. I always thought he I was like John good. Goodman. And Laurie Metcalf was good. Roseanne never was really much of a fan of her. I didn't like her stand up, so I didn't really like the the show. Like <sighs> I watched enough of it to not like it. Uh, let's see, number three, classic. Everybody wants to know your name. Cheers. 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 Yep. We've talked about this show a lot on here. We're all big fans. Have we asked 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 you you the question yet? You have not asked me the question yet. So So what is it? Is it going to be Diane or is it going to be Christy? I'm going to say Lilith. Shut up. Lilith was was pretty hot when her hair wasn't all done. I know that wasn't the question, but I'm going to just... He's been waiting for weeks to (laughs) answer this. Oh, yeah. That's great. I'm going Lilith, yes. I'll tell you, I've seen Lilith... I would take her over the other two. I've seen Lilith in other shows, and I'm going, shut up. She's pretty. You know, because Mm -hmm. she's not very pretty in the show. She's made to be very... I'd even take Carla over the two. Wow. That's... that's, She's feisty. Feisty, like yes. Oh, the other two I just couldn't handle. Uh, okay. I love the show. Okay, the, Snowball, the you're at the frat party, not allowed to drink. And Kirstie Alley, looking Christy like, Alley. like 80s Kirstie Alley, mm-hmm. comes in, starts hitting on you. Of course. She called you out. <laughs> because, because you're so super hot. Yeah. Smoking. So she comes in, and, and you start. things are happening. starting to maybe make out a little bit. And then Carla walks in. Do you even look at Carla? <laughs> come on. Come on, Snowball. Yeah, I hear you. He's I Christy. hear you. He's All Christy. Right. Yeah, Christy Alley. Okay, <laughs> there we go. There it is. But we'll, I'm with you. I'll take Lilith over the rest of them. Okay. In fact, one of my favorite movies is Say Anything, and she has a part in there as the guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. There you go. Looking pretty good. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, number four. It's a different world. A different world. Spinoff from uh, the Cosby Show. This show, if you catch it on syndicated reruns, is very dated. Yeah. Very. But but it's dated in a good way. It does. It definitely drips with that late '80s, early '90s mm-hmm. kind of vibe. So it, it's it's not unentertaining at all. Very good. Dwayne Wayne. And you want to take number five there, Snowball? Uh, I believe is it America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, Bob Saget. Right. Was he hosted back then? I think so. Nice. Yeah, I think he was. I think yeah. he was. I remember being on there. You know, time frames. Yeah. I didn't got nothing. I... Okay, uh, let's go out the rest of these. We just kind of go down the list here. Golden Girls, a Shelley's Shelley's show. Go to. Yeah, I used to live in uh, a town called Blackstone, Virginia, and right behind our house uh, was the uh, former college for girls. And uh, B. Arthur went to school there. So there it is. So hundred yards away from my house, that's where she went to school. That's mm-hmm. quite the same time, but no, I, I would hope not, <laughs> unless she like reenlisted when she's hundred and fifteen years old. Easy. So uh, let's see, Wonder Years. Great that was show. A big show. That, that was, was a very good show. Love that one. Uh, Chicken Soup. Chicken Soup for the This is number 13. I'm not sure I know that one. No, it's just called Chicken Soup. Maybe it's, is it from Chicken Soup for the Soul? The I series remember that of books was a show, yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-mm. Hmm. Hmm. 
Did you guys watch any soaps in the 80s? When I mean, I mean, you're in college, you kind of uh, had to do that. You know that. what? In, in the earlier part of the 80s, yes. Young and Restless. Yeah, mm-hmm. Guiding Light. Yeah. I remember Lover Boys on Guiding Light one time. That was pretty cool. Uh, who was the dude on Young and Restless? Rick Springfield. No, he was, he was on General, General Hospital. Hospital. Oh, was that General Hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're thinking. Oh, no, uh, there's another dude that was. Michael on... Damien. No, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> he did Rock On. Oh, okay, but that's not. No, you got Victor good. Newman? No, stop yeah. it. Yeah, Victor's still on there today. Is he? What about yeah. Nikki? Nikki's still on there. She's on there too. Not... They got to be like 90. Definitely in their 70s. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, while, while Matt searches for <laughs> yes. his soap stars uh, there. Uh, what else we got there? Empty Nest, Who's the Boss? There were some shows that premiered that year. Huge. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld premiered in 1989. Mm-hmm. Put them on the Mount Rushmore of uh, all-time sitcoms. Yeah, with like uh, four or five others. Yeah, four yeah. or five others. Landy <laughs> Griffith, The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, yeah. Premiered yes. that year. Which... Saved by the Bell, you're definitely feeling the '80s become the '90s when the Saved by the yeah, Bell starts. Yeah, that was the turn. You know, you could, you could even if you, you watch those early Saved by the Bell, which I will be the first to confess, if that show's on, I'm sitting and watching it, like, like oh, Saved by the Bell. Are you really? Kind of makes you feel good inside. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah, I can't watch it for very long. No, it's... I could watch it. I could watch an episode. Mm-hmm. If it's a two-parter, I can maybe watch the second part about it the gladiators premiered that year oh i love that show now you might find this really hard to believe but in my mind in 1989 i thought i could go on there and compete (laughs) (laughs) not not size wise speed wise you know anybody anybody could go and compete it's just how long (laughs) maybe until they got a hold of me and made it's over (laughs) ground beef out of me that's right i love it absolutely Uh, see la law was big dear john coach Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Full House, Designing Women, Head of the Class. That was a pretty good show. The Simpsons, uh, really making their mark. I think they debuted in 87. They, they had the, the special on the Tracy Ullman show in 87, but okay. became an actual series in 89. Okay, so this is the this first is year the of right. The Simpsons having their own Still show. going 32 years later. Wow, that's, that's ama- ama- that is amazing. That is very amazing. <laughs> and wasn't there another show that debuted in 89? Oh, Will you hit it for us, DJ Rob? I've been looking for freedom. So you must be talking about Baywatch. Baywatch <laughs> last, lasted 11 years. That's, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Actually, so we, it was canceled after the first year. And didn't it like, go to like syndication? Well, like, then actually Hasselhoff believed in the show so much that he invested his own money into the show. Wow. Who's laughing now? Yep. Let me the ask you, laughing who, what females were on that show? Pam Anderson will go easiest one. Uh, Yasmin Bleeth. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. There it is. <laughs> Carmen uh, Electra. Carmen Electra, yes. That's Nicole, all I got. Nicole Eggert. Eggert, yes. Very good. I how never many, actually watched. How many guys are on that show? show. Uh, I can only name two. There it is. Hasselhoff and Parker Stevenson. Imagine that. From the Hardy Boys? From the Hardy Boys. <laughs> nice. wonder if he ever sung. With David Hasselhoff. Could you hear kind oh, of that maybe in the dressing room they're getting together? Oh, I love it. I've been looking for freedom. So, okay. For those of you that did not watch Baywatch, like myself. Whatever. I know it's about like lifeguards and stuff. That's about all I know about it. So, so well, I was a lifeguard for a summer, so I could relate. 
Here we go. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the smoking hot Zach Morris wannabe lifeguard. Did you ever hear the song Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen? That's it. Okay, I'm sorry. What were you saying, Snowball? No, no, no. no. I say how, once again, yeah. me and Hasselhoff, it's kind of intertwined. Once again, I've heard that about you guys. Yeah. Connected. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so what's the show about? Other than lifeguards, the uh, slow motion and well endowed women. Slow motion yes. running is a lot of a yeah, lot of a lot of jogging, a lot of jogging, <laughs> swimming, swimming, and uh, yeah, that's about it. C.J. Parker. I mean, come on, that's uh, pay my interest. Okay. okay, all right, let's just move on. Is that how she met Tommy Lee? And did, and did the porn. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't Hogan be. was on an episode. I can't remember what other wrestlers. Was him and Savage both on an episode, I believe? Well. So I can't believe I, you didn't I, see that I one. Think, I think they, they were. Mm-hmm. I think I do remember seeing that someplace. Yeah, so you watched Baywatch. I didn't watch it. I might have seen that scene. Now, if it would have been like Ric Flair and Sting on there, I would have tuned in. Here we go. But I'm not tuning in for Hogan and Savage. Flair might have been on there, too. we got to <laughs> check that out. Wait, wasn't Flair in there with Kevin Sullivan? Yeah. 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 There we go. See? I saw a clip recently on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saw yeah. a clip. And I, think, I think uh, Hogan was on there, too. Okay. I think okay. Let's work. just let's just say yeah. you watched the show. I, you're regular. Yeah. Let's just say you, you watched, watched the show. You, I didn't watch, watch you watched the show. <laughs> you watched it. You watched it. Idiot. You watched All it. All right. So now we're getting into movies of 1989. We're moving right along here. Good. Four good. and a half hours later. Um, top box office movie of 1989. Let's let's go from five to one. Let's okay. do that. Uh, Matt, you want to take number five? Uh, honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. Disney uh, flick, Rick Moranis. Uh-huh. Very yeah. good, yeah. Mm, never watched it. I'm sure it's amazing. Are you serious? You're no. Serious? These kids yeah. get shrunk down really tiny. Wow. That's yeah. pretty much the whole movie. You just summed it up right there. That, that is it. <laughs> I watched it recently with my grandkids. They really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed spending time with them. There it is. There it was. Yeah. So... Good so, movie. Yes. I, I mean, they got... Uh, like it a, wasn't terrible. I mean, no. for a kid's movie, it, it was pretty fun. Yeah. So. I, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I like it. Nice. Uh, number four? Rain Man. Mm. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise. Uh, that's a fantastic movie. It is fantastic. It's a good movie. I'm just not a Tom Cruise fan. No? No. Pop See, I'm not, a, I'm not a personally a Tom Cruise fan, but he's been in a lot of movies that I just really like, like Top Gun and Cocktail and, yeah. and Rain Man's another one and the Mission Impossible movies and uh, Jack Reacher. Like, I, I love I love a lot of his just work. Just say it. But he's kind of an idiot. Say it. He's an idiot. No, say you love Tom Cruise. You love him. You love Tom Cruise. You love Tom Cruise. <laughs> you, love, you love Tom Cruise and you also love Jean-Claude Van Damme. Stop it. Just Who doesn't love Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, see how you said Dom? <laughs> Only the real fans can tell you that. All right, number three. It's my Hasselhoff German influence. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, what's number three, Rob? Uh, number three would be Lethal Weapon 2. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's I, a good one. I couldn't tell the difference between one, one two, two, three, two three, three. Yeah, but yeah they kind of all blend together. Very, they're very good. similar formula, but they're all enjoyable. Very entertaining. Good stuff. Uh, number two. Uh, number two, you got that? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Now this is one for me. Like I, I like the in, Indiana Jones movies, but these all kind of run together for me. Yeah. Like I can't tell where one yeah, ends and the other begins. Like they don't stand. I mean, their I own could, uh, I could watch them. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't know which one was which, but uh, if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of for me. It's sort of like 
some of the Star Wars movies. I know some of you nerds oh, out there, like Aaron Banner, right Jason, probably Joel. Like those yeah. guys are just in their little nerd caves, just balling their little baby fists up at me right now. Right. You right. don't even know entertainment. <laughs> right. Save it, Jason. Okay. Seriously, Jason, I got I'm the sorry. top books for you in a little bit here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like some of the Star Wars movies, like the the, the prequels. Yeah. Like you know I. You know, they just, I can't, I can't tell one from the other too much. Uh, and then, like, uh, Return of the Jedi and The Empire Strikes Back kind of seem like one movie to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm with you. I enjoy them immensely, but I yeah. don't, you know, have a hard time. Okay. Okay. Number one, I was all about this movie in 1989. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I grew up a Batman fan. How about the soundtrack? Oh man! Just, See, that's the one thing I didn't enjoy. I did not enjoy Bat Dance and the whole Prince thing. I, I didn't. I didn't. Did you? He was just waiting to go there about Were the you? soundtrack. Yeah, you're waiting for that. Yeah, probably. I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I love the movie. Okay. You know which Batman was this? This is Michael Keaton. This oh. is the first one. Yeah, with Michael Keaton. Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor. I just never thought he was really the Batman character. I don't know. He seemed mm-hmm. to quickly evolve out of that role. But yeah. Uh, prior to this, we like we knew him as the funny guy. You know, yeah. he was in Beetlejuice and Gung Ho and Mister Mom and all this Mr. stuff. Mom, yeah. And now he's Batman, which I was very skeptical. Yeah. Going into this movie about him being Bruce Wayne or Batman, I'm like, oh, is it gonna be a comedy? But I still liked it. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's wonderful. Like it holds up. Pretty well. Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson was fantastic, though. He was. Right. The Joker. He was not the best Joker, in my opinion, but he was a very good Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, if you're anywhere back in those days, the toys were everywhere. The fast food tie-ins, like, Batman was everywhere. And this oh, yeah. is the first, like... Big superhero movie. Yeah, like, Superman was a good movie, but it was, it was really, to me, made... I don't want to say four kids... But it had a little more of a colorful side to it where Batman was a bit darker. Oh, yeah. And then, which evolved into like the Spider Man movies and all those other things that we came in years later. But It was a biggie. So, here, this is an interesting fact here. So, the number two movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, was, uh, was shown at 2,327 theaters and did $197 million. Mm-hmm. Batman, 2,200 theaters. 251 million. So did like 58 million additional dollars and like less than 100 screens theaters difference. So wow. That's pretty good stuff. Okay. Enough of Batman. Let's go down the list here. What movies stick out to you guys? Mm. Um, I'd have to go with Uncle Buck. Yeah. Oh, great. I always love John Candy. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Good movie. He's one of those guys that when he died, you know, that one hurt. Yeah. I mean, he's somebody you could relate to, the characters he played. I mean, there were certain roles, you know, that he was good at, like Dewey Oxberger, hilarious character. Yeah, yeah. You know, but really there's about three roles that really defined his career. Uncle Buck, obviously, is one of them. Uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Del Griffith, yes. mm-hmm. that character. You know, th- those are the roles that defined him. When I think of him... And oh, what was the oh on um, Home Alone? Yeah. What was his character's name? The oh, uh, he was the a polka, polka guy. Yes. Yeah. 
I can't remember what his name was in that movie, but oh, yeah, I know what you're gross. talking about. It's, uh, it's kind of bug. Polinsky. Gus Polinsky. Gus yes. Polinsky. Yeah, those to me are the three characters that are truly John Candy. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's, you can't say, he's a guy you'd want to hang out with. Yeah. He's just like an everyday guy. So I think that's probably why people kind of took to him so much and his movies had come out. People just, mm-hmm. yeah, and we had the Uncle Buck mobile growing up. My uh, stepdad worked at a, uh, a steel factory and he drove basically the Grand Marquis Uncle wow. Buck vehicle to yeah. work. And wow. I had to drive that around and learn to drive in it. Oh, it was a beast. Hit a tree with it. The, yeah. No dent to the car, but <laughs> took a chunk out of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the number eight movie, uh, Dead Poets Society, with Robin oh, Williams. That was a very good movie. Uh, it, it, that's one of the first movies where, when you go see that, you kind of feel, I felt cool. Like, you know, this was a, kind of a cutting-edge movie. It was cool. It was uh, ahead of, I feel like it's ahead of its time, and mm-hmm. we're all watching it. And it, 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 kind of, it kind of made you uh, tap into some of your different emotions yeah. through, through the time there. Oh, 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 Captain, my Captain, and, you know, Carpe, just the whole thing was just awesome. Yeah, awesome. it was very good. And, and we're starting to see Robin Williams become more of a serious actor. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago um, where we were talking about Good Morning Vietnam, I think it was mm-hmm. last week, and how suddenly, you know, guy doing more can Popeye and all this other stuff is starting to become a little more serious and his role here was was outstanding and it's kind of set the table for what he had come in the next 20 years or so in his career so that was a good one what else you got there Uh, I mean I'll always love all the Back to Futures I mean I I, I think I just love them all absolutely Mm -hmm. Uh, what what number was this list Uh, that was number 10 this is part 2 no number part 2 yeah yeah yeah, I loved all the. I just loved the storyline. I just, I, I wish you'd just keep going back and forth. Oh my gosh, yes, the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, just they, they did such a great job at the whole retro thing in the fifties and in the future. It's really funny them looking to the future, which is our past. Yeah, which is our past now. Yeah, <laughs> so seeing uh, how they thought the future would be, yeah. um, which I think they they probably embellish just a little bit too. I don't, I think they didn't even think flying cars would be a thing back then. Right. But you know, it, it you know, we'll put a few years in the future and and they'll we'll still be relevant during mm-hmm. our lifetimes to hear them talk that, about. That'd us. probably be a be a good podcast is to just if, if you were to ever break down a movie like the predictions of Back to the Future Ooh, and then, then that what is actually came one. true, what didn't come true. We we need to do it. Yeah, it we, shall be so. It shall be. There it is. This group here. Can right we do here. it? Are you, you in? It? Are you in you ever, you ever seen the Dago movie? You, you ever seen it? I don't want. To, I don't want you to Randy the whole thing here. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on now. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. It'll take more than a truck to stop me from watching Back to the Future. That's okay. More that's, like a spirit, that's a spirit that's I'm looking the, for. That's what we want to hear yeah. right there. I think I've thrown it out before. Back to the Future 3 was me and the Mrs. first date. So there we go. So you almost have to be part of that. I, yeah. I this do. group will get together and we will do this in the near future. In the near future. All right. It shall be so. That'll be a fun one. That'll be, real fun. be a ton of fun. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Uh a Field of Dreams, number 14. Yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, still being one of a baseball my fan. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're a big sports dude. Yeah, so that there's was a couple of good baseball movies that yeah. year. Yeah. If you're a Tribe fan, Major League came Major. out in 89. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number 23. That was that was a good movie. I enjoyed that one. 
I, 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 I did too. I and how <laughs> how unrealistic was it for like Cleveland, the, Cleveland yeah. to be good? <laughs> At that time, yes, it was, it was very a big unrealistic. Joke then. Yeah. yeah, they were on the verge of becoming good, but it was right at the end of the old stadium when they were still winning 65, 70 games a year. Oh, that's yeah. Carlos Baerga and Brooks Jacoby were your best players, so it was not a great era. <laughs> and they got rid of Joe Carter, right? Yes, that yeah, was that a good was move. smart. That was he a good move. Became the MVP of the World Series for the Blue Jays. <laughs> that home run, that was great. Good job, Cleveland. <laughs> um, but was it like 94, 95 when they went back, when they actually went to the World Series? Uh, 97 and 94, yes. Yeah. Uh, 95 and 97, where they were in the World Series. Yeah. But at this time, they weren't no. quite there. So They were not there yet. But yeah, it was it was, it was was cool. Maybe the movie motivated them Maybe. as a franchise. Yeah. Like, we really are the laughing stocks of baseball. Let's turn they were, around. Because, yeah, when we were in high school, we would drive up and go to the games i lived in mansfield so that was only about an hour drive to the stadium we would literally park at the main entrance within 50 feet walk in get our ticket and sit down behind home plate as the game started <laughs> there was 2,000 people in the 70,000 oh, seat wow. stadium it was so in it had to have been uh, 2019 because there was really no baseball last year that you can go see me and my son had gone to see a Cleveland play, and it was a Saturday afternoon, and, and they were they you know they were okay they were decent, but you couldn't there were no empty seats, so wow. it's it's a very hot ticket there in Cleveland. So good for them. I'm a Reds fan, so um, seeing the you know going to see some Indians games, they you know of course I'm always gonna prefer to go to Cincinnati to see a game. But I tell you what, Cleveland is a great place to see a baseball game. Oh yeah, I swing both ways. Here we go. When it comes to baseball. Here it is. Oh, when it comes to baseball. Well, growing up in northern Ohio, we went to Indians games, but my mom grew up in southern Ohio, so we'd come down here. We'd go to Reds games. And back then, they didn't have interleague play. No. So I could root for both of them. And then in one decade, the 70s, the Reds would be good. 80s, they're both bad. And. The Reds were decent in the eighties. They had they had the best they, the, they had the best record in baseball in nineteen eighty one and got screwed out of the playoffs. Oh, the strike year. Yes, the combined best record. Yes, yes. so that they mm-hmm. got they got it then and they were they were decent and then toward the late eighties they picked it up and ninety they won the World mm-hmm. Series. So and that's now been thirty one years ago. Wow. Ugh. But they're doing good now, so I'm happy. Anyhow, enough enough of the Reds. Well, uh, listen, what else you got here? Oh, uh, the next movie reminds me a lot of my clubbing days. Here we go. The Double Deuce. Roadhouse. 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 That is a great movie. That movie has held up well over the years. <laughs> it has. Um, great wrestler, actor Terry Funk in it. Terry Funk was in it. Not only not only was he given the best interviews in wrestling, but he's also starring in Roadhouse. There it is. Mm-hmm. So. Jeff Healy singing behind the uh, chicken wire. Yes, that was I. I really became a fan of Jeff Healy back in those days. A blues guitar player, blind from birth. He just, uh, I mean, gosh, if you, you guys check out some Jeff Healy sometime, if you haven't, uh, he's he's outstanding. We'll we'll talk about him a little bit more in music in a little bit, but. Um, uh, Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze, Great movie. Sam Elliott. Uh, that was, I mean, great violence when he ripped that dude's throat Ooh. out. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, good. Sorry, story. that's the part that I remember most. 
Uh, let's see. Number 62, Prancer. I've never heard of it. It is a it's a Christmas that? movie. My daughter would watch it religiously every single year. She would watch it in July. I think I remember her posting about that. She may have. And we probably talked about it during the Christmas oh, episode. Oh, maybe that's... I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's Never seen Prancer? Never have. Never heard of it. So, really? so here's one that you may remember. Wrestling fans are the only ones who remember this one. No Holds Barred. Awful. This is terrible. Hulk Hogan and WWE's first movie production. Oh, it is bad. The the editing is bad. So bad. Hogan's match, his hair is wet, and then the next camera angle, it's dry. Oh, wow. It was just awful. (laughs) Oh, geez. Oh, let's see. How about Um, number 31, The Wild Stallions? Oh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which makes Randy very happy. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was very upset that they weren't mentioned in the top movies of 1980 through 1984. Yes, he did. Well, probably because it came out in 1989. Randy. He's only seen one movie in his life. It's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and he didn't didn't have any concept of when it came out. So how many... If you're ever reading anything and you see Socrates, how many of you in your mind read it Socrates? Socrates, so yes, every absolutely. Time. Every time. Have to. Oh, I love it. Have to. Uh, yeah, that was a funny movie. I remember at the time, um, no one knew who Keanu Reeves was, and uh, that that was like his first, I think his first major movie. I don't know if he did anything before that it's, or not. It's so surreal that he's made so many like non Dumb movies. Yeah, you know what I mean, he's such because, a yeah. I mean, because that character is just the, like the epitome of dumb. I mean, you couldn't try to be dumber, sillier, or more like a doofus, and then all of a sudden he's doing movies. Now he's like, John Wick. Now he's John Wick. <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> Shut up! That's that's amazing. So, favorite Keanu Reeves movie? Uh, I, I do like the Wick series. I, I like yeah. those. Um, okay, you want to get mushy? What's the what's the one he did with the uh, the mailbox? Is that Walk in the Clouds? Was it? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? The no. mail, he, he he puts a letter in a mailbox, and like a lady from like a, his, the his woman is from a different time or era, okay. and she gets the letter, and they're like community. I don't really remember it, but it's <laughs> but it's something about a mailbox, and it was like mushy. But it, it was it called funny. the letter. It was either the letter, the <laughs> mailbox, or something. Like that, but it it was a good movie. Sure, I think it was. <laughs> okay, Rob, you got a favorite? Uh, favorite Keanu Reeves movie? John Wick would have to rank up there pretty Man, high. Man, they're good. They're good. Um, gosh, so many. Uh, the replacements might. That's be my, my favorite. Oh, <laughs> I love replacements. That or Point Break. <laughs> Both, both of which yeah. he plays in Ohio State. Exactly, I, I really, and that's why I had to go yeah, there. I really like old footsteps. Yeah. yeah. I do like the replacement. That was yeah, good. that was uh, that was quite a uh, quite a good movie. I love that movie. So good call. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to find your movie here, John, Matt. It's, it's, yeah. It's, look, uh, look at his list, and it's like a mushy one. Like a mushy one. Yeah. Look up. Look up. The, mush. the Matrix. I like that's not mushy. Matrix. No, that's not mushy. But I do know that one. It would be um, after that. He did one called Freaked. No. He plays Ortiz the dog boy. No. <laughs> uh, Come on. Just say some titles. I, I, I got, there's there's so many here, none of them look like it would be that. Just okay, just say them out loud. 
Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm typing in time travel movie Keanu Reeves. Oh, for crying out loud. All right. And... What is it? Uh, let's is see. it a Nicholas Sparks movie? Is it The Lake House? The Lake House. Oh, well, that's yeah, that's not the letter. It's, it's the Lake House. The Lake House. Yeah, it's okay. The Lake House. Oh, okay. Okay. You love I'm it not... so much you couldn't remember the name. I didn't say it it's was great. It's got Sandra Bullock in it. <laughs> yes, it does. That's the girl. Oh, see? I dated her for a while. Too. Did you? I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember geez. we doubled me and Milana, me and Melissa. Yeah, we did the double date thing. It's Sonic. This is kind of fun. Yeah. The Sonic. <laughs> too much uh, um yeah the lake house that's it that's what i was trying to tell you okay thanks yeah it had a mailbox, had a mailbox well, no most homes <laughs> nice uh, uh let's see um rounding out here nightmare on elm street five the dream child okay i kind of given up on those by this point oh absolutely uh, you know after like i think three is the last one i ever paid attention to uh yeah and they, i think they did like two. 37 of them maybe i don't yeah. know uh say anything was number 55 great movie yeah mm-hmm. it was a very good movie i we were talking before we went on the air there were some of these movies here that were much better than those above it yeah like right. say anything I would I would watch that before I would watch uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, most <laughs> easily. Yes. And about ninety percent of the movies on here. That's one but of my is, favorites. But this is ranked by money made during money. the year. Yeah. So yeah. depending on when that movie came out. Yeah. So the, the list isn't the true indicator of. Uh, well, it's it's actual dollars, box office dollars in this calendar year, and it came out in yeah. April. So yeah, it was there most of the year. I, I still think it's it's much better. Than, Great movie than this. Uh, UHF number one twelve. Oh, Weird Al. Weird Al. So that's that's a funny movie. That is funny. That's very funny. Phantom uh, of the Opera. Who cares? Uh, talk radio. I remember the TV show. Talk yeah, radio, there was a movie called Talk Radio. Is this about the boy talk that radio. hears the his dad's voice through the ham radio? Uh, a rude con- a lake house. <laughs> a rude <laughs> talk show host becomes yes. overwhelmed by the hatred that surrounds his program just before it goes national. No, I don't remember it at all. No, I have no idea. Uh, Nine seven six evil. That was that was one. Got nothing. Uh, let's see. Ugh, gosh, it's Pumpkinhead. Remember that one? It's a horror movie. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. I, don't I never saw it. I remember it being. I don't remember the name, but yeah. No. There's no, oh, here's one we talked about earlier. Burt Rigby, You're a Fool. Never saw it, never heard of it till today, but it was the 213th ranked movie in 1989. That's the, that was the title of the movie? Yeah. Burt Rigby, You're a Fool? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's all I got there. How much money did it make? Uh, $42,000. <laughs> $42,000. I wonder how much it cost to make. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not more than forty-one. Yeah, hopefully they didn't lose the farm on that one. All right, so we're going to segue into the top albums of nineteen eighty-nine. Love it. So uh, we'll just go from one, one to five, and then we'll start talking about after that what looks good. Uh, number one album of nineteen eighty-nine was "Don't Be Cruel" by Bobby Brown. Great album. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like a clubbing. It album. does sound like something you would hear at a club. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we'll talk about. Well, we'll talk about it now, I guess. There, like, we're going to talk about the Hot 100 songs of 1989. Like five of those mm-hmm. are Bobby Brown songs. Yeah. Mm. He was mm. he was all over back then. He, he was. I, I'm not sure if he was into the drugs just yet. Then 
I, I, him obviously and Whitney worked to together. The, yeah, yeah, obviously not point. to the level that he. But got. he was super talented yeah. and just man, this guy. He he blew it. Everybody around him has ended up dead. So he's lost everybody in his life. His career kind of suffered a lot through yeah. the years. Um, I loved him as, as a kid. You know, oh, new, new edition was great. Yeah. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike. I love that. That's good stuff. <laughs> I love the girl. So you'll probably love the second cool. album of oh, yeah. 1989. <coughs> Hanging Tough by New Kids on the Block. Hanging Tough, man. Oh, I freaking hate this. It's but it's you know what sucks is I think we I think true 80s people hate this because it's. Does but Michelle it, love it, it though? I could see Michelle loving this. I could see her totally. She's, she, yeah, she's, I, she's, she's a couple I, years younger than us. Yeah, I could see her liking this. Oh, yeah, being like 15, 16 years <laughs> old. Just screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't, man. I think I think one of the reasons we hated it was it was a boy band. Yeah. And it was practically the 90s. Right. So all of our 80s sounds were going away, evolving. Yeah, that, that's what 90s. I was saying. Like, those who love the 80s. The eighty nine ninety, it's 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 changing. It really and is. It, and yeah. it's just, the, it was, the the sounds, like especially now when you look back, you look back and like I want to hear some eighties music, and somebody throws in "Hanging Tough." It's eighties it's music. It's like oh, technically yeah, but yeah, it not cool. Like not it. cool. Yeah. It's like party foul. That's yeah. party foul. Yeah. Which which is a lot to this next album, number three. Yes, forever your girl. Paula Abdul, your favorite cheer dancer, Laker dancer. She was yes, a cheerleader. Yes. She was definitely easy on the eyes. Yes, she was. Uh, every song sounded alike. Short on the yardstick. Yep. Yes, she was. Like four mm. foot one. <laughs> she was taller than that, but yeah, pretty short. Um, yeah, and she was everywhere on the radio as well. Like yeah. probably almost as much as Bobby Brown. She was huge. She yeah. was everywhere. Uh, number four was an album I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Call it out. Go ahead. Bon Jovi, New Jersey, the New Jersey. New album. Jersey, yes. yes. The follow-up to Slippery When Wet. I mean, Slippery When Wet, I think it's, it was probably one of my favorite '80s albums. Yeah, very just, iconic. Yeah, I think it just. But but this one here, that's. It, did you like it? Did you find? I, yeah, I, yeah, I liked it a lot. In fact, I liked this probably as much as Slippery When Wet. Oh yeah. Wet. Now, like they had the unenviable task to follow up one of the the most popular albums of right. all time. Right. Like, okay, what do you we've do got this right. image, like, the girls love us, and we got to put out a credible rock album so that, you know, we Don't remain relevant. Right. And they did it. This movie, movie, this this album was, was really, really good. So Yeah, I'd have to say Lay Your Hands On Me was my favorite song on that album. Yeah. I liked I'll Be There For You. Mm-hmm. That's mm. a good one. I just yeah. love the intro of Lay Your Hands On Me. That was good. Oh, yeah. Good. Did so. you sing that in the clubs? Yeah, if they requested it, absolutely. <laughs> if they requested it, wouldn't you like to go back in time and hang out with a young oh, snowball? Oh man, that'd be I'd fun do stuff. Anything, man. I'd, I'd do anything to do that. Oh man, that's awesome. And then rounding out the top five, because I've got a lot of requests. <laughs> <laughs> now you go ask Misty about the real mic. Yeah, she might give you a little different. Uh, I would like. I would love to have that conversation. <laughs> oh, with her. that's just so funny. <laughs> Tell okay. me about the guy that you met. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to number five. I'm sorry. I'm just. What was number five? Guns and Roses. Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Oh, welcome to the jungle, yeah. sweet child of mine. Yeah, it's it's oh hard hard to be goodness. that one too. This, yeah. this is a. This was. I mean, we we're really kind of transitioning out of the hair bands. To more of a rock, yeah. More rock, not quite grunge yet, kind of in between. Yeah. 
you know? we're yeah we're we're getting there and it and it, this was kind of one of the saving graces of that time period because the eighties rock was actually eighties going into the nineties was harder rock was starting to get a little better than it kind of was there for you know for a little mm-hmm. bit it wasn't uh, you know like not this punch in the face music that like Guns and Roses mm-hmm. they were the bridge between hair bands and grunge I think yeah. I think there was a couple of bands that, or a couple albums from that year where they were just breaking onto the scene where if they had you know put these albums out four or five years earlier would have been much bigger hits number 78 mm-hmm. the Bullet Boys Oh, I remember yeah, the self-titled Boys. Self-titled Bullet Boys? Yeah. Can you give a little smooth up in you? Okay, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, the song is what you think it's about. <laughs> because we're a G-rated program here, we're going to kind of... Yeah, but but another yeah. band that actually was really good that I liked back then was Tesla and the great radio I was not album. a big Tesla fan. Really? I Even mean, the five-man acoustical jam? They were okay. Really? I just did. Love Song? The love Song was good. Hang yeah. Tough? The way it is? Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. I, I did like the That's number nine stuff. album, Hysteria by Def Leppard. Yeah. That yeah. was good. a good one. That was a great movie. And so, Matt, you, you, we know your favorite's number 10. Go ahead and let us have it. Millie Vanilli! You know, people forget how big of a, of a hit Oh, this album was. Dude, it was like, huge. It was all over the radio. Like, was I wasn't huge. the hugest fan, but they definitely like danceable music, a couple oh, yeah. of good looking guys, and then it hit the fan. It was the bombshell. I, I think I think this was one of the biggest, you know, controversies in, in music, especially that time. I mean, yeah. they lip synced, you know, they yeah. lip synced. It wasn't them. Which I don't, like, it's the 80s. I, I Everything was about image and whatever. I would just think they, in hindsight, they would have just dismissed it as, "Oh, the guys that we see on there are fake." Right. The actual guys still made the music. Like I think the record companies probably could have done a better job at kind of you know, moving away from the controversy. Yeah, I mean, it was like they were just done. I mean, it was just yeah, like like they had nothing. After oh, that. it's over. It's yeah. Whatever became of them. Well, they ended up doing an actual album that was never released. <laughs> like they actually sung on it. There, if you get on YouTube, there's like a song out there from that album, and it's it's not good. It's not the worst. There's a lot of worse songs out there, but uh, it just it just didn't happen. They decided to can the whole album, and then shortly after, one of the two died of a drug overdose. See, it, it would be funny if they made their own album, and it was just like. If the three of us, you know, girl, you know it's true. It's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounded like. That's probably like. what it would sound oh, like, I'm guessing. I mean, I would have bought that album just because I think that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this controversy caused, you know, my boy band from getting signed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were ready they to go. They believe us. Yeah, we were ready. The cupcakes, we were hot. <laughs> we were smoking hot. We're ready to go. Snowball in the cupcakes. And then Millie Vanilli blew it all up, and they didn't want to go there because we had to let That's just wonderful. Funny. I hope somebody, we need like a little meter, or like a little ding every time we hear the phrase, smoking hot, ding. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, gosh. Uh, number 11, though, Skid Row. That was a good one. I like oh, that yeah. album. That's very good. Uh, number 13 was Vivid by Living Color. Good mm-hmm. one. And here's one. Number 15, I am not afraid or ashamed to say 
that I enjoyed Winger. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Winger was good. They're one of the W bands. That's what she yeah, said. They, great. They, they got they got made fun of. Mm-hmm. I remember in Beavis and Butthead, the kid next Winger. door, Stuart, yeah. had had the Winger shirt, not mm-hmm. the ACDC. I think it was Metallica that Beavis and Butthead would wear. But yeah, it was Winger. Um, Rob was, I mean, uh, Matt was probably rocking out the number sixteen. You know it. Uh, oh, little electric youth, Debbie Gibson. Act like you didn't. Okay, act like oh, you I know. didn't. Come on. It was on the playlist. Debbie That's Gibson. Really? <laughs> no. I'm not sure. I believe. Hey, it. And I, I mentioned this. One I did th- like number seventeen though. What was seventeen? I need a baker. Oh, they have giving you the best that I got. Not oh. bad for being 55. That's a great she song. She is bad. That's a great song. <laughs> but, 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 but let's be honest. Now, I mean, you, I can understand you saying now that you're not a fan, but in the 80s, you know, you're dating, you're just coming home from the club or whatever, mm-hmm. have you? I'm pointing at Snowball over there. Yeah, because I was but, married and not going yeah, to clubs. Right, holding the, the zero year old kid. But yes. Kenny G, silhouette. Tell me, I just uh, tell me that that wasn't somewhere in your rotation. Never stop. You, never. You never stop. made a mixtape have little Kenny G. Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe, no. maybe at the very, no. very last it's song. Very, like the last, maybe the last two or three songs would just be that that soft. So they can see the sensitive side. I don't maybe because my stepmom used to play his music around time. the house. It probably that would be a deterrent for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. It's There's cuddle, a reason. Cuddle time, right there. I, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed Lil Kenny G I, I, back then. When you're I getting like the formula ready, you know, heck yeah, it's like I testing like on your arm, make sure it's warm G. enough. Yeah, not gonna go see him in concert, but I'm just saying, calm the play, baby girl, play, play Lil Kenny G. Yeah, once I realized every song was exactly the same, right? I just really, it sounds like uh, an album of Kenny G sounds like one 44 minute song. <laughs> I just, I can't. Uh, oh. So here's one that disappointed me was number 22 was Green by R.E.M. You found that disappointing. I thought that was an excellent Oh, movie. I didn't. Um, I, I was more of a fan of younger R.E.M. I like... You um, think they sold out? Oh, they definitely sold out. Maybe that's why I liked them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm all about the polish! <laughs> yeah. Like, like when I'm hearing shiny, happy people, and then I'm going back and hearing Don't Go Back to Rockville, I'm like... Uh, stand? You two, didn't like Stand or no, Orange? Either one. No, okay. neither one of them. Orange wasn't terrible. I kind of liked it a little bit. But uh, yeah, the the young IRS here's IRM when Michael Stipe had his hair and mm-hmm. and before they were you know super huge, I I really liked REM back then. But uh, some of in fact some of their best very best music took place between like eighty one and eighty four. So so number twenty nine, Rattle and Hum. Fan or not fan? Amazing album. See, Great now, movie. I, I, I I you can ask Shelley. I told. I told her that you would be proud of us on our trip. We we flew into Phoenix and then drove basically to the Grand Canyon, a couple other spots. But during that spot, there's like an hour or you're driving through a Joshua Tree Forest. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's literally a kajabillion Joshua trees everywhere. Yeah. And, and we're, at first, she was like, what, what is that? What's that? And, and I... And my mind was going there, but we Googled it, and we're like, that's the Joshua Tree. I said, we got to do this for Rob. And nice. then I pulled over, I said, you know, Siri, play Joshua Tree. With the whole album. We're driving through the Joshua <laughs> oh, Tree nice. forest, listening to the I, Joshua I'm Tree just, album. I'm just shedding a tear right now. I, I'm that's telling amazing. you what, I, I, said, I said, Rob, you're so proud of us right now. I'm I, very I, proud. Say, I mean, it was, it, that's good. 
desert driving music. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And and to literally see hundreds of Joshua like, trees already driving here, through there. I, was, I imagine it was amazing. Like playing One Tree Hill as you're oh. driving through there. Oh, dude, it was. I mean, it was. It was. It was surreal. With or without you. It's oh, kind of fits, it was. Fits. It was such good driving. Music. Yeah. Every song. So Rattle and Hum is the tour, the Joshua Tree tour. Uh, they had you know, made a film about it, uh, a major motion picture release. I saw it opening night, bought the VHS later. So, yeah. Good stuff. I think I've probably got it on DVD, Blu-ray or something now. But uh, Number 26 is one that I like. <laughs> Richard Marks, Repeat Offender. That would be one of my guilty pleasures Ooh. back then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, say what you will. I mean, you're the, you're the one taking girls back to your apartment while listening to my video. Nope, nope, so, uh, Nobody's taking anybody anywhere. <laughs> love my you, baby. wife listens to this. Yeah, what I love, honey. I love you, baby. <clears throat> I, I just kind of picture her shaking her head right now. <laughs> Idiot. Skipping over one of the best club albums, number 23. 23. Loped After Dark. Oh wow! Wait, Tone Tone Luke. Luke. Wait, you made fun of me for liking Richard Marks, but then you called this one of the best club, club albums ever. Albums. Yes, this is hot trash. No, no, Tone Loke is awful. Wild Thing, Funky Cold Medina, <laughs> same song, but it's a good one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not feeling it's Tone so Luke. good. It needs to be Sheena so was a man. So good, need to be named twice. Yeah. All right, fine. So you guys don't understand. No, I, 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 I understand you have crappy taste like in music. So <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I was I'm not that. the savant you are, so yeah, I'm an idiot savant. So uh, I'll own it. I ain't afraid. Uh, number thirty-two is a cocktail soundtrack. Enjoyed that one a great deal. Lots of good songs on there. Little Georgia Satellites, John Cougar, uh, Beach Boys are on that. I'm just looking at the list. 37. Give it to me. 37. Hold on here. Give it to me. That's you. That's oh, you. yeah. Let's get it started. Hammer. MC Hammer. <laughs> Actually, when that kind of leads down to number 73, and I'll tie the two together. Or number 64, I mean, Tell It To My Heart, Taylor Dane. Oh. Now, how MC Hammer, Taylor Dane, how does that go together? Tell me. It doesn't. Spring Break 1990. <laughs> Club MTV. I'm on the beach dancing on Club MTV. No, you're They're not. They're on there performing Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, you're, no oh, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I want a VHS. Okay. I want to okay. see it. Listen, this is an 80s podcast. Then they're you not putting me up the on the stand. Okay. You know, I'm not... But you're there. Yes. You I'm are. there. I'm dancing. I'm <laughs> one of the many people on okay. the beach. I just... I mean, just for like maybe three seconds... Can you just show us a little bit of how you dance there? Just, just tell, I mean, give me, just give me some TV dancing. Oh, without music, it's a little tough. You see, you see that, that? How he quickly backtracked out of the conversation. When we asked you to dance, well, I, um, um. He wants to say he danced on national TV. Yes. With, with One uh, minute he's on Soul Train, the next minute it's like, well, there's no music playing. <laughs> next thing is planes, trains, and automobiles. I mean, I don't Still. have songs bouncing around in my head, you know. <laughs> Sadly, I do. <laughs> oh, that's just a, that is a visual that I cannot It was say. a great week, that's all I can say. I bet it was. And, so, I, and we're going to give him a pass. We'll he, give him a pass. He mentioned the 90s, but we're going to... Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll won't edit it. that out. We'll, we'll, we'll allow it, because 1989 is practically 90. It was a lot of 89 music fell over okay. into that 1990 okay. Yeah, okay. spring break. So number 35 is one of the best albums of the entire decade. 
is Disintegration by The Cure. Wow. That is a very good album. Great, great band. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Um, just amazing. Love song on there? Uh, yes. Okay. So, great album. And, and then there's Jackson, the dog, who's going <laughs> insane right now, chasing the cat around. The cat's just kind of in. Like he's never seen the cat before. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Get up and play with me. I'm going to play. Bark. All right, uh, let's see here. Number 39, Journey's Greatest Hits. Boy, I bet they were pretty good songs. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of good songs on I that bet one. they're the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a, absolutely. I love that. I love Journey. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Faith by George Michael. Uh, 1987. I think it was the number one album of 87. Mm-hmm. Number 43 of 88. So, I mean, think about the impact of that album going, spreading across two years. I mean, that's that was pretty pretty epic as far as that goes. I wasn't the hugest fan, but there's no denying. I mean, there's some good songs on it, but there's no denying that his place in you know, pop music in that uh, era. I like how they just, like, number 60 and 61 just are so different. 60, you got Enya, Watermark, and then 61, you got LL Cool J, walking with the Panther. (laughs) Very different. That's funny. How many rappers on here, though, actually became pretty decent actors? TV stars. Yeah. Yeah. LL Cool J? Uh, Marky Mark wasn't quite there yet. Ice Cube, yeah. Ice T, they're on TV like you know for decades. Queen Latifah, yeah, Yeah. isn't that interesting? Crazy. Will Smith, hello. (laughs) Well, if you have Debbie Gibson's what electric what what was electric youth, electric youth, you Mm -hmm. probably have number forty-eight. Hold an old friend's hand by Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. man. At the mall. At the mall. That's when mm-hmm. you play this one. She That's, did the mall tour. Yeah, huh? She did. She, she did. did the mall we tour. talked about that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely a camp back then, either Team Debbie or Team Tiffany. Yes. Or That's like us, true. probably Team Neither. Yeah. But. Ah, go Team Tiffany. Here. She was on an episode of Growing Pains. She was baking the pizza, tossing them up in the air. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Your> pizza. <laughs> She is my chef boy RD. I think as, as a musician, I'll take Debbie Gibson. In fact, I would rather look at Debbie Gibson than Tiffany. Yeah. Just saying. Mm, okay. She's a little cuter. She had a girl next door look about her. But you, ever, t- you ever Tiffany see her? was not ugly. Let's but did you way. ever see her make a pizza? Yeah, exactly. I'm asking you. No, have you I ever haven't. seen her make I a pizza? I mean, Grandstand goes and hires her. I'm buying a Grandstand pizza every week now. <laughs> That's great. Uh, number 57 was another one of the best albums of the year, uh, Into the Innocence by Don Henley. Oh, man, I love that. Yes. My Living favorite band is, is the uh, Eagles. Yes. So, you know, everything the Eagles put out, I try I try to, even to this day, still listen to. And uh, that, I mean, that's a very good one. Living Years is a great song, right? Yeah. Um, what else we got here, guys? Ooh, Kick by NXS, another big 87 album. So well. Well, you, you mentioned uh, Jeff Healy at 67. Yeah, CLA. Jeff Healy's very good. Guys, if you haven't ever checked out, just just put on a Jeff Healy album. Just listen to it. You, you won't be sorry. I mean, if you want to actually hear one of the greatest artists of the history, number 96, I want to have some fun, Samantha Fox. <laughs> Speaking of making pizzas. Yeah. Oh, I bet she could make a pizza. Right there. Oh, um... Funny. Number 71, OU812 by Van Halen. Yeah, that carried over from the previous year, I assume. Yes, yeah. great, great album. Great album. Great album. Uh, let's see. 
Mm, I think it's about all that I have for... Rick Astley, hold me in your arms. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have to have a confession. Here we go. When we were on the 1985 podcast, you had, the question was, what was your first CD? Yeah. And I said it was OU812. Once I got home, I really remembered what it was. What was it? It was the musical Cats. Oh, Cats. <laughs> Even know what to say right now. <laughs> uh, no, this is a slight step back. So, but no, I now, mean, now wait a second. Gotta be a story. You purchased that's this? what my I question did, I did and, purchase and it at a like at full a price. Where at with money? Yeah, full price at that time. Where did um, you buy it at? I couldn't tell you where I bought it at Radio Town. I don't okay, know. So just answer some questions here. Did you buy it by, did you buy yourself or some friends? I bought it more for somebody. Okay. We were trying to become cultured and go to musicals and such, so we were going to go see Cats. So so you were kind of evolving per your relationship. Trying to evolve out of the world of Tone Loke into something yeah. else. You know, <laughs> as much as I dislike Tone Loke, I would rather hear him than Cats. <laughs> I still have no idea what that thing was about. <laughs> oh, that's oh, great that's stuff. That's so that that kind of does it for our albums yeah. for 1989. So that is uh, we are going to go now. Um, well, before we go to um, the albums of 1989, I I failed to do this a few weeks ago, and shame on me. I uh, I, I should have should have um, have done this back then, but. Now is probably the best time to do it if this uh, file I'm trying to open would open. Um, so, if you guys heard of the name Lou Ottens, no. So Lou Ottens is the guy that actually um, created, uh, invented the cassette tape. Oh yeah. So uh, in 1963, uh, he was working for Phillips and created the cassette tape. He died a few weeks ago, uh, March 12th, mm. uh, at the age of 94. Wow. So this guy was responsible for Dude, the it. music we've listened to in the 80s. Um, he changed the 80s. The fact that we could you know, pop a cassette in our car and drive anywhere and listen to it. We can take it to the beach with us, sit in our rooms. And I'm sure like a lot of births happened because of some mixtapes. Yeah, and we can and record so, on it. I mean, that was Couldn't the positive, but I preferred the 8-track personally as far as listening. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was easier to maneuver around. But you could song Easier? You couldn't fast forward, you couldn't rewind. You had to wait till the song played hey, through. You sure or you, you could, could change the track. You could skip the track, yeah. <laughs> yes, you could. exactly. Well, you could go from one song to the next yes. song easier, unless you had a cool tape recorder where you hit the forward, and it would go, and stop at the next song, but not as quick as an 8-track. Yeah. I but, didn't. But, but you couldn't But, but an 8-track, there's only like four actual tracks you yeah know, that you could do it so there's like three two to three songs on each one of those uh, and if you went from one to four and then back to one again you're still stuck on that one song you're listening to yeah like you have to listen to the song its entirety you can't get past it but the, the big thing is on cassettes you can record off the radio that was the bigger yes yeah. you, you could off the eight track but it's awfully expensive like, oh could you? you could buy an eight track recorder to hook it up to your stereo but I want to say it's like $1,000 or something to do that. Well worth it. Uh, a guy well. that my dad worked with put together a, a mix 8-track for him with 
Wow. Uh, maybe a, a bunch of them with probably 20 to 30 songs from the 50s wow, and 60s. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I saw it was amazing that you could record before. like that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a real thing. I wonder if he still has it. My dad doesn't throw anything away. So, um, rest in peace, yep. uh, Lou Ottens. We thank you for your contribution thank to you, the 80s. Yes. So right now, we are going to go to our countdown of the top um, top songs of 1989 and we are going to start with number five number five and number five straight off of good times Janet Jackson, miss you much. <laughs> Off of Good Times, that's Very right. She cool. played Penny, right? She yes. Did. Yes. Nice call. Which I used to think about it when she first came out, and she was a you know a singing star with Control and all of that. I thought I kept seeing her as Penny, mm-hmm. and then years later you kind of forget that she had that role. But now that's funny you brought that up. Actually, she was on Different Strokes also, wasn't she? Yeah, she was Willis's girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Janet got around. All right, Miss well, Jackson, if you're nasty. Yes. So, <laughs> were, were you guys a fan of Janet? I was, definitely. Fan? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mind her. I liked... I liked mm. Yeah, I didn't mind her. She was talented. It yeah. was good. You could dance to it. Had a beat and could dance to it. That's right. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, this, okay. Is, this is her only song that's on the hot, you know, on the top... Um, 189. I think right. in 90 she had a bunch, but mm-hmm. I think this is a this is a huge hit for her. Matt, were you allowed to dance at that Bible college? Uh, Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah. Say so yeah. was was it was it forbidden or discouraged? Oh, I think it might have. Been. It was very footlooted, footloose-ish. Okay. So uh, let's just leave it at that. Probably there'd be no dancing here. <laughs> no dancing, baby. Gotcha. So, any other thoughts on on this epic song of 1989? I think him dancing to it is enough for all of us. <laughs> is that us. enough of yeah. your thought? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which uh, brings us to um, number four. Number four. Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Yeah, baby. Talked about her earlier. She was everywhere in 1989. A former Laker girl. Became a singer. Um, this. Uh, are you guys fans? Not really. Yeah. I mean, she was she was everywhere. So And she was the very candy, poppy, music-y, you know, so. Music-y? Music-y. Yeah. She was very music-y. Very. No, and, and the whole generation later, I mean, she's, you know, the American Idol judge. Yeah. And um, people know her just from that and wondering, what did she do? Well, she, she made a lot of she made a lot of hits back in the day. Yeah. And dance. i tell you what, that commercial she's got where she And she dances. was a choreographer yeah. for Janet Jackson also? Yeah, yeah she, was. Yeah, she was. was. That's true. That, that commercial where she does the dance that she did back in the 80s. Yeah. 
like Geritol or yeah. something like that. Very impressive. Yeah. I'm like, very much. That's, yeah. Well, it, I know because she left American Idol, and then last night I'm surfing through the channels, and there's there she is. She's back as a judge again. But not on American Idol. Yeah, it was American Idol. Was it's it really? Yeah, it was Lionel Richie and Katy Perry and her and Ryan Seacrest is on the stage. I thought, I'll be I wonder if she's just like a substitute because I thought like Keith Urban right. or Luke Bryan or those guys. Like I, huh. I, I can't keep up, but I, I certainly did not think she was involved with the show anymore. I thought she was but like on a was. different show, a different talent Yeah, she show. was on a different talent, like America Can Dance or some, yeah, one, one of those. But yeah, she was definitely on American Idol I'll be last doggone. night. Who so, knew? Yeah, not me. So yeah, that was uh, number four. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous um, couple years there for Paul Abdul. I wasn't a huge fan myself, but there's a lot worse songs. There you go. So all right, which uh, not one of the worst songs, but uh, brings us to number three. Number three. Every rose has its thorn. Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song Every rose has its thorn Make sure you're wearing your garden gloves. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> You've been waiting for that, haven't you? <laughs> It's an yeah. excellent delivery, my man. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yes, so please read the label, Poison. <laughs> That's right. I remember this song was out. Like I, I kind of like Poison, okay? They weren't terrible. They are all right. They're at the very end of the hair bands. And yeah. They were a little over-marketed. They were, and they were everywhere. Yeah. Like, th- this song was on MTV, I think, on constant rotation. Oh, yeah. To the point where I couldn't stand listening to it. Even now, when it comes on, I'm like, eh. They've yeah. got other songs. Right, absolutely. It's like one of those. But yeah, it was, uh, again, hairband song, Brett Michaels, Poison. What do you say? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Did you ever watch his reality show on uh, VH1? Yeah. What, what Love, what was it called? Love Rocks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. Awful. Like Rock, was it Rock of Love? Rock yeah, of there you go. Yeah. Brett Michaels, yeah. Rock of mm. Love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's right after that season that he uh, came to Obet's Zucchini Festival, yeah. which was huge. Well, that usually launches a yeah. career. <laughs> yes, it does. Many famous stars have yes, been there. Yes, yes, have. So, yeah, number three was Every Rose Has Its Thorn, which brings us to number two. Number two. intro <laughs> i do what i want to do bobby brown my prerogative <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the ever troubled bobby brown earlier so who did it better him or britney spears mm. she sure looked better yeah, oh, he did better yeah oh yeah, agree. absolutely yeah i could not stand here and she sounded like she's sucking helium or something so i i, I could not um couldn't Listen to her. No. But there it is. We'll give Bobby his moments. Yeah. yeah, we'll give it to him. Which brings us to number one. 
the number one song of 1989. This song was number one for eight consecutive weeks. It inspired hope around the world. Mixmaster Rob, hit it. Number one. I've been looking for freedom. Psych. <laughs> but we knew you guys wanted to hear that again. Uh, who don't want to hear that That's one right. more time? And you, you know what? It is as funny as we make fun of that song. The actual number one song for 1989 was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't realize this song was as famous as it was. But here is the actual number one song for 1989. Kind of miss David Hasselhoff now, don't you? <laughs> that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I was definitely want to look away. Uh, when that song's played. Oh, it's Goodness awful. I, I remember it being a song. I, I remember not liking it. Sure, sure. But I do not remember it being the number one song for the entire year. Wow. According to Billboard, it is. Wow. So, fun story. If, if you guys recall, there's a movie. It's not an 80s movie, but hang in here with me for a second. In 2011, there was a movie called Bridesmaids. Yeah. So, basically... Uh, Girls getting married. She's got her her whole bridesmaids picked out. They go they're having a whole day of it, tr- dress fitting, all that other kind of stuff, and they go to this restaurant mm-hmm. before. And part of the whole thing was um, uh, they get food poisoning. Best part of and, the movie. Oh, it it is the absolute best part of this movie. So what happens? They've all got these dresses on, and then it hits them all at once they've got to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah. And the this one hilarious scene is the the next the next very scene is them running to the bathroom and then Melissa McCarthy gets up on the kitchen sink and she does a number 2 in it. Mhm. Love it. Love and it. one of the other girls is puking in the toilet and she's like, "Don't, don't." And then Melissa McCarthy says, So whenever me and Leah see this movie, we start singing this song. So hearing them together makes kind, some sense. Kind of fits. Yeah. Kind of fits. No! Look away! Make it no! Look away! Look away, baby! Look away! So to me, that song, Bridesmaids Go Together, they both sound like, yeah. Poop. Poop. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. It fits. That is the number one song for wow. 1989. But there are some other good songs from 89. Absolutely. That we'd like a lot better than the top five here. So speaking of which, number number 11 right here waiting by Richard Marks. Oh, there you go. Now, this one, I'm not a huge fan of this song itself so much. But my daughter loves the song, and she'll play it on the piano. Oh, that's and nice. so that's kind of that's it's, it's a little more sentimental. The song itself, meh. But you know, Kayla likes it, so it makes me think of her. Uh, what else you got there? Hmm. Jumping all the way to number fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit of rock and roll. 
Donny Osmond. Soldier of Love. Oh, oh. oh. that awesome song. It was. What? I don't know if you guys remember when it came out, but they. Pro- I do remember. They promoted as a mystery artist. They wouldn't say they who think, was singing this, this song. Is George Michael? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, because it was a pretty good hit, and everybody was like, "Man, I can't figure out who that is." And then after about two weeks, they announced it was Donny Osmond, and then I think it kind of tanked at that funny. point, just because of his image and who he was. Yeah. You know, it just didn't fly anymore. They did their best. It did well overseas. But it still made I mean, number 57. I mean, it still was a decent size hit here, in spite of it being Donny Osmond. Mm-hmm. In spite of itself. So here's a song that, that I that I just can't stand. Uh, number nine, Baby I Love Your Way, Freebird. Yes, yeah, not oh, my kind of Freebird. This is terrible. Two great classic rock songs that they completely destroyed and destroyed. annihilated. It is bad. Yeah, we, bad. we all like a different kind of Freebird. Yes. Uh, like the fabulous Freebirds. Yes. Yes. Name of my Woo! softball team this year. Oh, Are you really? serious? Yeah. Oh, oh my man. goodness! I you gotta get me a shirt. <laughs> you gotta get me a shirt. I'll wear it. Yeah, I'll wear. It. I'll pay you money for it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I'll be there for you. Number twenty-three, Bon Jovi. Good one. Mm-hmm. Love that. Good one. Giving you the best that I got. Anita Baker. Kind That's of a guilty pleasure. Great song. Great song. Uh, let's see. Uh, Heaven by Warrant. Yeah. I like this song. Pretty good song. As, like as hair band ballads go, this is a good one. I like this one. I know uh, Snowball over there is really loving the uh, Wild Thing. Tone oh, it was a good song. Come on. What was the, the, the other half of that song? <laughs> oh, I ain't saying it. Funky called Medina. <laughs> yeah, the only redeeming quality in... Um, wild thing was that they sampled Jamie's Crying by Van Halen. Mm, yeah. So that's that's the beginning and the end of that anything good in that song. So <sighs> sorry. Sorry, Tone Loke. You know, I don't be mean to be so hard on you, but I just did dig your stuff, man. You're just uh This one's for my wife, number thirty six, Nina Cherry. Buffalo Stance. Oh boy. Misty's a Nina Cherry fan. She likes that song for whatever that reason. It was a big hit back then. It was. Yeah. I never liked it, but it was a big hit. <laughs> well, you saw you see my forty six, right? My forty six. Uh, Jody. Oh I'm yeah, there. your girl. My girl, real love. <laughs> so, if you guys are just listening to the podcast for the first time and you've lasted this long and during this one, uh, Matt Matt uh, had had a little crush on Jody Watley back in the, back in the day. Yeah, that's that's why we're selling it. That's why we're telling it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. Um, Bust a Move by Young MC was a big hit. I didn't like it, but Snowball did. He just like Absolutely. threw his arms up in the air in celebration when I mentioned it. Hmm. So was this another one of your clubbing tunes? Absolutely. I think it was his only hit, but it was a good song. <laughs> it was It was just a fun song. Was it? it? Was fun. Yes, it was. Uh, number 45, I don't remember it being this high, that big of a hit, but Rock On by Michael Damien. Mm, yeah. So oh. the original David Essex classic, another made-for-the-late-made-for-the-90s <laughs> remake, because this is practically 1990 at this point. As we go through this list, this is just a reminder why probably in 1990 I shifted over to country music. You know what? This this is probably, to be honest with you, right around the time I started listening to country music more yeah, too. Yeah. That and and here's another thing I was doing during that time. I was going back just because 
in my my younger existence, junior high, high school, whatever, I'm listening to Top 40, and then MTV came along, so I'm listening to a little more new wave, like non-conventional stuff. And so everything that's called like classic rock, I completely missed out on. Because as a young kid, my parents were listening to like 70s country and you know, like the 50s, 60s music they grew up on. So that's all I was exposed to. Like we weren't listening to Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and, right. and the Who and the Stones. Like we weren't listening to that stuff. So later into the 80s, early 90s, like I'm starting to listen to, I'm catching up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, what you oh missed, my yeah. gosh, like... Like hearing some some Led Zeppelin and stuff, and and like the older Van Halen that wasn't Jump and stuff. Right, like right. That. I'm like, well, I I take that back. I was listening to some Van Halen. Like after, like uh, Diver Down came out, I started listening to older Van Halen a little bit. That's about the limit of my exposure. So, moving forward, it was uh, I was listening to that country because a lot of this music is, it's like just, you said, is, is not the beginning good. of the crap decade. Not good. Yeah. But here's one song that I really did enjoy. Number fifty-eight was "Sowing the Seeds of Love" by Tears for Fears. Hmm. That is a great tune, kind of a psychedelic sound a little bit. I love Tears for Fears anyway, and this is this is a very good song. Very good. What else you guys got there? Did you hear anything, Michael? Oh, the worst song. Maybe worse than Look Away. What would that be? Number 60. When the Children Cry yeah. by White Lion. I wow. absolutely hate this song. It's terrible. I don't want to ever hear the song again the rest of my life. There it is. Had to be said. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know we mentioned uh, Jeff Healy earlier, but I love Angel Eyes. I do too. That's a. That one, that one may have. Uh, May have been on a uh, couple mixtapes back in the day. Again, I'm married at this point, but you know we're still making you know tapes. <laughs> so yeah, that that could have been on there. Uh, Second chance. Here's a, like an undersung song. Second chance by Thirty Eight Specials and at number sixty three. Uh, always like Thirty Eight Special. People just think of uh, Hold On Loosely and stuff like that. But this one, this is a an under. Uh, kind of an under the radar song, so to speak. You don't hear this a ton on the radio anymore, but back then it was a, it was a decent hit. I'd say one other one that might surprise you that I liked, number eighty four, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians, "What I Am." Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, I, that actually, I that came on a random playlist today. I was listening to. That's fun. That was a good one. I think, if I'm not mistaken, she ended up marrying Paul Simon. No oh, idea. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> you can fact check me if you want to. Uh, number 68, Love Song by The Cure. We talked about that one, about that album, that song he, Robert Smith, wrote for his wife. Uh, for his, She was a fiancé, and it was it was a wedding present to her. Hmm. It was that song. Number 91 might be the best golfer on the uh, chart. Alice Cooper, Poison. Oh, there you yeah. go. Bring it in the golf. Huey thing. Lewis must not be on the chart this year. He was he, not on the chart this year. He's a good golfer, year. too. Yeah. I always like when you Alice Cooper would talk about how he would, you know, he's obsessed with golf, but he, how he had to hide it because it didn't fit the image. No, it did not fit. I can't see yeah. Alice Cooper in the knickers and the no. golf hat and the Argyle sweater vest out there. I, I heard he's away. a Sunday school teacher. He, yeah, he is. A, well, his dad was a pastor. Yeah, he's a son of a pastor. Yeah. And he took uh, a little detour. Yeah, he took a detour and came back to the Lord. So. Oh, really? 
That's what he does these days. Uh, let's see here. Uh, gosh, that's that's about all I've got, man. There's a, not a lot to talk about. Into the Innocence, number 99, Don Henley. Go. That's the that's last one I got for one. you that's there. That's the way to end it right there. That's the way to end it. All right. Uh, any Anything else in the music there? Nothing else in the world of music. Nothing. Okay. That kind of finishes up the podcast. And... I, I waited to the very end, like you guys get to hear this first. Oh, yes. So before it gets broke out normally, this is the very last Living in the 80s podcast. That's it. Really? This is it. Wow. Yeah, we have touched about every subject. And I, I guys, it's been a great run, and I, I'm just, I'm just kind of done. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. Everything runs its course. Right, right. Psych. Yeah. You guys were not. Even I was here. about to cry. You guys were not even here for. What April am I going to do on my Saturday? This is your. Uh, this is your April Fool's joke. No, we got plenty of fun crap to talk say, about. But what about the Back to the Future? Yeah, we we just said we were doing we're that. Doing one more, man. What <laughs> no. about the heartthrobs of the eighties? Uh, yes. Oh gosh, we got a ton of stuff coming up. There's always good uh, stuff, next right? week. Dave and Art are or not David. Kevin and Art are going to be joining me, and we're going to be talking about the worst songs of the 80s. Very good. Uh, we're going to be talking about comedians, um, bullies of 80s movies. Mm, so, Snowball, good, you're going to have to be in on that one for sure. That's a good one. And then, of course, we'll do the Back to the Future one. I never even thought about doing that, but that makes a ton of sense. That, that'll yeah. be a lot of fun. Absolutely. We'll do that. Um, there, There's so much. We've got a second Yacht Rock episode coming up here in a couple yes. of months. Me and Jim are going to be talking about our favorite Yacht Rock songs. How many requests has there been for another wrestling episode? <laughs> um, you know what? That, that, as a matter of fact, that um, that episode did uh, very good ratings compared to those around it. Absolutely, I was a 15, little. I was a little. 000? I was <laughs> at least. I was. I was a little surprised because oh, it, it, again, it, to me, it's more of like a niche crowd that would kind of like that. Like our, I think our typical audience. Some people would listen because they like us. Some people listen because they're really wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. Some people may just check out and go, oh, I'll catch you next week's. Right. But I think we may have drawn some listeners in that may have like searched podcasts and typed in 80s wrestling and then found it and went, oh, okay, That's I'll listen to this. Funny. That's awesome. So maybe I'll title this 80s wrestling. There you go. <laughs> and then see if people like, click in for it. Oh, but uh, but no, guys, I, I seriously... I. <laughs> It was funny. I got you had us. You had us. Hey, well, I got hey, jokes. Yeah, I got right. jokes. I was waiting for a really sad story. I was just starting to know? hit my stride here. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, what, you had me on the show. Like, three times and now I'm out? <laughs> Gosh. Bust the show. No, we, we have got tons planned. Um, I think I mentioned last week we're going to start shortening the podcast just, just because, you know, um, people... I think people do kind of clock out after a while. Right. Uh, like this is a super long podcast, so this will be like probably the last of the really long ones. Uh, again, we needed to go; it needed to, but we chose to take one year at a time from 1980 through right. 1989, with a couple detours in the middle to break up the monotony a little bit. But uh, we wanted to finish up 1989, um, and then. Move on. Move on. Keep so, on trucking. That's right. So, gentlemen, thank you so very much. Uh, you've go. been awesome. Thank you. uh, appreciate you all your time tonight, and uh, 
thank you for all the work you do. Oh, it's good. And we will we will keep this truck rolling. Keep on podcasting. Sound good? All right. Sounds all great. All right, guys. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Take care and God bless. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I've been looking for... that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> Gee, I've never heard that before.